Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs! I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And I'm Seamus Gorman. And we're coming to you from your childhood. We've got a special treat for you again this week. The second of three special treats. So make some delicious hot schmoes. And use your head! And ride like the wind, bullseye! Because today we're bringing you... Toy Story 2. The second one. So Toy Story 2 was released on the 24th of November 1999. 6,896 days ago. It had a $90 million budget, made $497.4 worldwide, and has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and 88 on Metacritic. Was that not my Look line? Look <laughs> 497.4 million dollars. Well, did I get it wrong? You just said 497.4 dollars. Yeah, Close enough, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it made $497.40. <laughs> that would be a severe flop. Really not sure why they made us another sequel. <laughs> right. Uh, well oh, reviewed, but shame is great to have you back again. It is great. It's almost for the like yolks, it's yesterday. been a whole week. Yeah, for us, it's been less than twenty-four hours, and it's not also quite, just over twenty-four hours, like twenty-five hours. Well, yeah, and since we started, but oh, yeah, it's been yeah, less yeah, than twenty-four since true. we spoke. And also to us, to the yolks, to the us, to the yolks, it's been like a month's time. Yeah, this is coming out a month uh, from today. Yep. Oh, so the eleventh yep, November eighth November release date. No, no, the November eighth. Oh. So four 20, weeks. Twenty-eight days. Nice. Yeah. Well, Seamus, good to have you back for another Toy Story. How do you how do you feel about this one? Is it this what's one what's the binary? Better than the original, I would say a binary of one. Binary of one. Tyler, do you have a professional positive review for me? I think my one yesterday was very similar to this one, but this comes from David Sterrett at the Christian Science Monitor, who I love reading their reviews. I think they're very good. Uh, he says it's playtime for viewers of all ages. I think that was the exact review you read yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, but it wasn't the same person. Both the films on the same day and was like, I'm going to be uncreative today <laughs> right. and give them the exact same review. So I have a negative review from Twitter because I had to turn to Twitter this time to find a negative review. <laughs> At Ronnie Clock 12 on May 31st of this year said, F me then. Toy Story 2 was okay at best. Don't come at me again like that, peasant. So you couldn't find a negative review and the best thing you could find was okay at best. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> It's just not okay. Don't at best. come at me like that again, peasant. Toy Story One was. I want to. I want to tell you though that review was not. That was not added at anybody. That was not directed at anybody. That was a loose tweet. That's weird. Yeah. How directed? He's subtweeting somebody yeah. over something very specific. I. Yeah. So I searched. I searched uh, Toy Story Two hate, and the first thing that came up, Seamus, was one of your tweets. No way. What? It said. It said, "What's gonna happen if I hate Toy Story 4? Everyone's gonna hate me. That is true. I, I don't like think over I will a year hate ago. it, but I remember tweeting that. No, uh, but it, don't it. like it or whatever you said. The word hate was used somewhere. Yeah, I, I, I think it was something like that. No, I, I, I it would be very effect, uh, effective on my brand if um, I didn't like Toy Story 4. I, I won't deny that. But I'm not going to pretend to like it just because I've liked the other. Like, if I genuinely don't like it, I will say I didn't like it. Like, that is such a refreshing attitude to take about Disney things. Like, there are so many people on YouTube that like don't help be aren't honest about stuff. Like, and I get it's kind of hard to be negative about stuff. Like, Disney have like provided me with getting to meet like creators of Incredibles, and they've invited me to like see like a pre-screening of Wreck-It Ralph two, and it's kind of like. Can I even talk negatively about it? But, like, I'm not gonna change my opinions just because... I mean, there's yeah. a solid chance that before Toy Story 4 comes out, they will hit you with a contract that says, no, you're yeah, not allowed to be maybe. negative about it. <laughs> that, that would be awkward. But I would sign it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, they'd be like, okay, you can be negative about it, but if you burn the DVD, I swear to God, <laughs> we will send the Disney police after you. Is this gonna it's be not going to be fun. Be burning a DVD of Toy Story 4 in every episode, because this was brought <laughs> up in the last episode. <laughs> well, Seamus, uh, that's your brand. Burning DVDs. Lighting things on fire. I, I did a house is like. my brand. It happened once. <laughs> I mean... It that's the kind of thing, much. though, that you yeah you can do it one time, and that's what people are going to remember you for. Yeah, it is what people, yeah. I remember you for being a genuinely nice human being in the District of Columbia when we hung out over the summer. That was a really good time. And then before that, I remembered you as the guy that lit a book on fire. Uh, well, we should do that hangout thing again. That was fun. We definitely should. You should just move here. It's a, it's a big commitment to make. <laughs> yes. The United States is so much better than England. Is it? We have real football. Ooh. I, I heard Just you say out. in one of your recent podcasts that you agreed the name football for American football was a bad name. Yeah, I just did. That's what it's called, though. It was, yeah, it is. I don't know called. what else we would call it. I don't know what else they could have called it back then, and I'm pretty sure that was the discussion they had. It was like, what are we going to call this? Uh, well, you kick it sometimes, so we're going to call it football. Fair enough. I don't really have anything, again, people calling it football. I'm not like a lot of Brits or Europeans or South America or anyone who doesn't like it. I, I, pretentious I really, Americans. I don't, I don't really care. It's just, um, as long as you can understand what someone's talking about, why be pedantic about it? Right. But, it is. They, that, like, that's my thing. Yeah. It's like, I, I made a video where I referred to actual, my foot, what you call soccer, uh, as football. And um, there were so many people who, like, commented, like, someone said, I, I cringed inwardly every time he called that football. And then, <laughs> then he wrote hashtag America. And I was like, could you find a more American comment than that? See, Probably not. See, here's my thing behind it, though. Anybody that calls it football is obviously talking about the, the sport that you're mentioning. Yeah. Anybody that says, go watch me some football yeah, is exactly. talking about talking about the other one exactly. like it's very clear yeah right yeah, i think i think getting upset about it in like when you're actually speaking to somebody and you know you can hear their accent and their voice and their inflection and everything is absolutely ridiculous like i think what it comes down to is it's a word that has multiple meanings that are pretty similar but at the same time like wildly different like they're both sports it's not like they're, when we they're say football with, we're yeah. referring to water heaters and you when you say football you're referring to sports you know they're they're both sports but there's never been a time where i've been talking to an english person and i have haven't known which version of the sport they were talking about. Exactly. Um, I actually have an interesting story about this word. The first time I learned it, that you, because I'd always only ever heard uh, what you call soccer to be referred to as football, right? And mm -hmm. I, I was about seven, and to that day, I didn't know what American football was because I'd never seen it before. I'd never heard it before. I wouldn't have had that much knowledge of America, really. Um, I might not have even had an, that much knowledge of other countries in the world because I was seven. But um, right. I don't know how smart I was, but. I remember I got a present. This was when I was too young to have a PlayStation and my parents hadn't bought me a PlayStation yet. And someone gave me like this console for my birthday, but it wasn't like, it was like a console where it was just like one game in the console and you plugged it into your TV mm -hmm. and you had a remote that was like connected to it and you played it. And I remember it just had all these sports on it and you could like, you pick the sport and played it. And I remember like at that age, I was like, get, I was first getting into football. And I remember there was a section on the game called football. And I was like really excited. I was like, I clicked on that one. And then I was really confused because it wasn't football to me and I right, didn't know what was. was going on and it was like this weird I eventually learned how to play it and it was like 
like how to play American football. That's how I learned the rules of the game. And then um, I remember like I grew out of it. And then about three years later, we threw it out. And then like that day, I remember thinking like I never uh, never played actual football on that game because I, I only played that whatever that I don't know why I still didn't know why it was called football. Then like a few months after that, after we threw it out, I, I realized I've came to terms with American football, realized the game was American and realized there probably was a football section on the game called soccer, but never right. actually played it because I didn't know that's what it was called. So the moral of the story is if you're confused about something and you're young, you should ask your parents and they'd probably show you what the, what you were looking for. And Right. Because, I will yeah. say though, you know, like if I go to my father right now and I say, dad, can you explain the rules of cricket? He's going to say no. But I didn't need to, the explaining of the rules of American football. I just needed someone to tell me that in America, they call football soccer and that I was on the wrong game mode. That's true. Yeah. Okay. First of all, no one in the whole world can explain the rules of cricket. I can. Bull. Yeah, I, I've played cricket. It is the ball. most complicated Wikipedia page I've ever looked at in my life. Is it? You bowl it a ball makes... and the, um, an overarm bounces once, someone hits it. Um, if they go get to the boundary and it bounces or just like it touches the ground, you get a four. If it doesn't bounce, you get a six. If you hit it and then they stop it before it gets to the boundary, you get runs by running towards the wicket and back and forth and you can calculate runs. And if you hit the wicket, you get out and you've got 11 batsmen, you get 10 wickets, you're all out and you calculate runs and then you like have innings and it's basically baseball but in india <laughs> what on earth did you just say no, seriously, Ty, go, cricket very quickly <laughs> go look at n.wikipedia.org slash wiki slash cricket okay it like it may as well be in a different language cricket i'm just gonna type it in I, I, I've, but I, again, I, I would, I've known cricket as a kid because that's like one of the main sports here. So. All right. I mean, if you grow up playing yeah. it or even if you play video games for it, that's the best way to learn yeah. the rules of the game. Obviously, like, you know, you could figure out the rules for, for soccer playing FIFA for five minutes. Wait, so I where do we need to out... go to the rules? No, just the, the, just the regular, the normal page. Yeah. It's like free I, It makes up. no sense. There, there are different game modes of cricket though. I didn't even summarize that. There's 2020, which is 20. Oh, I know. And... Trust me. <laughs> I spent, I spent five hours one time just reading about cricket. No. It's, I, it, I, it, it's a very um, boring sport to watch if you're watching like a five-day test match just and you sit and watch it on your TV. But if you go out to a cricket game for a day, I think you'd have a good day out. I'm sure. I mean, I love sports. Yeah, I, I get I, in I, any sport. I, and if I, they made a cricket video game, I promise you I could figure it out within 10 minutes. They do. It's stick cricket. I'm sure they do. I it's it not available in the I, US. I sometimes play it when I'm on the plane. Oh, there's a cricket game for your phone? Yeah, stick cricket. Done. Downloading <laughs> it. Yeah, I'll download stick that. Stick cricket that 2 like even is better. And I think it goes through the basics. Oh, well, there we go. I just got two downloads of Stick Cricket right here. There you go. Do you have a referral code? Sorry? Do you have a referral code? No, I don't. Um, Seamus 10, you get 10% off. <laughs> it's free. 10% off free. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get 10% off the bonus uh, gifts inside the game. I don't know. Yeah, so on the, on the side of the whole football versus soccer thing, we're ignoring who we should be really mad at, which is the Australians. Why are we mad at the Australians? They they because they invented their own version of football. Yeah, they did. It's very similar to the Irish version of football as well. Yeah, Ireland have their own version of football too. So does Canada. Oh, well, I see. The Irish right, and but the like, Australian... Canadian... Australia has Aussie rules and Ireland has right. Gaelic football. And every couple years, or at least, I don't know if it's still done now, because my dad watches Gaelic football because he's Irish. And they have this like Australia versus Ireland, Gaelic football versus Aussie rules with like a combination of the two sports against each other. I don't know how often they do it, but it's happened before. I've watched it before. But they have, they have soccer, they have rugby, and they have that. Yeah. And they'll call all three of them football. And Australians also don't have... Um, you know how, like, we have the whole, you call it chips, we call it crisps, we call it chips, you call it fries? I mean, Australians, Australians have a different word for everything Australians else. Australians call them all chips. <laughs> yep. 
They call it they call it <laughs> chips and hot chip. Apparently, that's what people told me on my uh, video. Yep. They're, they're the real that's problem so makers weird. here. Yeah, I mean, anyway, Australia—they're just criminals, right? Canadian football is is ninety nine percent the same as American football. There's just more yards and some other differences, mostly to make it fit better on a soccer I field. Canadians just like ice hockey. Or just they hockey. do. They're huge but they, fans. Eventually, yeah. they figured out that when it's nice outside, you should go outside and play sports. It gets nice outside. And it's hard, it's hard to play hockey when it's nice outside, because even in Canada, sometimes the lakes aren't frozen. Oh, wow. So, like, they had to have something to do for those three days in August. See, we don't, it doesn't get cold enough. I, I don't, like, we have hockey, but it's played on a AstroTurf. Not AstroTurf. It's played on a, yeah, it might be AstroTurf, like, kind of pit, but, um... Yeah, we have so that, we too. Have, like, We're better than yet. you at it, and we oh. call it field hockey yeah i knew that i had this conversation yeah. with derek and isaac when i was in derek's car in america um, but um we uh, i again it wasn't it isn't that big yeah to be honest now you look at an actual canadian this is how you piss off a canadian surefire Look at them straight in the eyes when they're talking about hockey, and you go, "Oh, wait, are you talking about ice hockey?" <laughs> oh yeah, that messes them up every time. <laughs> Why would that they'll just be... shut off like a robot? What, what about? I, I really like Tim Hortons though. Which is I've never been to a Tim Tim Hortons. Timmy Ho Hos. They've gone in Belfast. I've never been to a Tim Hortons. So was, yeah. Um. However, uh, hockey is another great example of us being better than Canadians at the thing they invented. What We're about... also better than the rest of the world at women's soccer. Yeah. Why is th- I don't get that? Why is America's so good at women's soccer, but no one are... not good at men's soccer? Are female athletes no we are good at men's soccer. soccer we're just not as good as the rest of the world because the rest of the world prioritizes it differently than we do hmm. right well we also can't pay our male soccer players very much but like female soccer players in the states unless you get a like commercial with wheaties you're making like 25 grand a year which is not very much money yeah. but like you're not really better off playing for like one of the premier league's women's teams yeah i'm well they also make no money so like a lot of people aren't gonna whereas most great soccer players that come out of america are gonna go play like like tim howard went and played in everton for all those years like they're gonna go play in the premier league yeah he played for Man so, like, the mls well. is terrible yeah but yeah i mean we we don't yeah, we don't prioritize women's soccer as much as people think we should in the States, but we do prioritize it more than most countries. Mm. It's a pretty big deal. I don't know about like the rest of the country, but as far as like high school sports go, like women's soccer was a pretty big deal. And it wasn't, yeah. it was for our college too. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is. It definitely like collegiate, like scholastically it is. And that's the problem is there's such a big disparity between the men's and the women's teams in professional leagues, but there's not in, you know, collegiate leagues. Like they're treated equally. Mm. Um, right. And like some schools would be really good at women's and not really good at men's and they get the, you know, the, 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 the rep reputation for the women's teams the same with basketball mm-hmm. i mean the the wnba is probably a little bit better off than the women's soccer league but whatever it is the unsl or whatever it is but not much no. i don't know i think we could reasonably get a loan to buy a women's soccer team we could not buy a women's basketball team well i just it's just been around longer and it's more established right um and i mean the the it has the nba to feed off of more than the whatever the women's soccer league is called i cannot remember the name of it but i just UN, think wsl i just think sports run very differently in america like um i don't know if you watch buzzfeed unsolved no the YouTube channel. No, i don't watch anything buzzfeed no, neither puts do I, out. but the but this buzzfeed unsolved is like the one thing that's kind of like personality driven it's two guys that just um make stuff where they like go like d- do unsolved things it's like the most unbuzzfeed one of their channels it's actually good they've started doing sport conspiracies and there's the whole thing about how um michael jordan kind of just quit basketball for a bit and then yeah. came back and it's like because apparently um there was uh, like the whole thing of like it wasn't good for the brand because there was something about him and it's just like you or like even like donald trump made comments about how um 
the NFL had like less views than normal or something. It's which is yeah. a, like just false, but, by the way. But uh, uh, but I wait like you'd never hear anyone make a comment about the viewership in the Premier League or the Champions League in football here ever. I've never had anyone make a comment about. You might hear like a record viewership. Like I remember like England's semi final in the World Cup was like record viewership in England ever for a game. But like other than that, you literally never hear anything about. Um, we have we have competing most popular sports though like we have yeah. baseball basketball and football mm. and in some cities some markets we have hockey as well mm. that is yeah. and 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 soccer it just depends on where you're at because like in seattle you know if the seahawks aren't doing well like the sounders are the, the seattle fans will just go to sounders games like mm. there will be more people in the stadium be more people watching on tv and like we spend a lot our tv isn't isn't like our tv is all privatized yeah i think ours is too i haven't paid tv bills but well except the bbc yeah oh yeah but yeah you'd have to pay fair like yeah so it's it's all privatized so it's all about money and contracts and and 90% of like you know 90% of the people that go to the game or the people who watch the game are watching it on TV mm. as opposed to cuz you'll you'll have you'll have games that are viewed by 2 3 million people mm. And, and you know, there's only 65,000 people there. I, don't, I just feel I never hear mentions of, like, a sport success. It's, like, not even something I'd ever really considered. Like, that a sport could literally just go out of fashion and can completely die off. Oh, yeah, it but definitely happens. It, it it's, happen, it's yeah. But, it's like, gone it's in cycles you, you, forever. You, you ever really, I've ever really heard of, and I never even thought of it. And then, but Americans, I don't know. I, I don't know what I was really trying to say, but... We are, I, like, Toy Story 2, guys. Yeah, we've just spoken about sports for sports ball for um, sports. <laughs> I think we just need to have Seamus on for a brunch where we talk about soccer. Yeah, we should. I would be very, very willing. I have this. I have this Liverpool bracelet right oh, here. Jesus. It says, "You never walk alone." No. I have a Liverpool bracelet somewhere. I thought you were a Chelsea fan, Ethan. I am a Chelsea fan. I actually grabbed my Chelsea I'm going scarf. To a Chelsea game on out of Saturday week. Out of storage. It's like one of my life's dreams to go to a game at Stamford Bridge. I'm going to one on Saturday week, twentieth of October. I'm very excited. For you yeah um, it's against man united so like oh i want to go can i come I, I i have my friend's dad's season ticket because he can't go but you'd be find it very hard to get a ticket but yeah if you come yeah. all the way to london i'll get you into the ground <laughs> oh that's that's the other thing about that's what i wanted to point out about um american sports versus english sports and and soccer in the uk just one quick little fact left and then we'll talk about toy story all of our teams are good okay like there's in in the premier league less so than than you know oh, in, yeah. like spain where like spain has real madrid and barcelona and occasionally like atletico will make a run mm. or you know Sevilla or top of valencia the will make right a now, run Sevilla, but the truth Sevilla. is the truth is about american football the cleveland browns could beat any other country's national team well not not even that but it's like the cleveland browns could win any day it's like yeah some teams don't really do well consistently but it's usually only for a couple years at a time and like no it's I, not I agree. just it, it i spoke to my dad about this once before in in england it, the same team win every year like it, premier league had a big shock in 2016 when leicester city won the premier yeah. league yeah and they were five thousand to one to win the league so you put yeah, normally you it's like five thousand pounds it was like the biggest shock in i think maybe the biggest shock in sporting history I, like right nothing. and you can make a you can make a safe bet every year that either man united or chelsea or man city or arsenal or liverpool are going to win the league liverpool have never won the league they haven't no oh well, they're always good. They're always good. They're always there or thereabouts. So they're, they're, well, they, well, they've never won the Premier League. They've won the First Division. But. Yeah, but you can, you can, you can kind of predict the, how the table is going to turn 100%, out. Yeah. Whereas, like last year, the you Super Bowl was that. won by the Eagles with a like a second string quarterback playing against the greatest team right. of all time. Is that Tom yeah, Brady's against, Patriots? Yeah. 
That's all. Yeah. I, that's yeah. what I know when it comes to American football. Tom Brady and the Patriots. You, that's it. Are you like, a fan of an American football team? I I would say if there's a team I'd be a fan of, it would be the uh, Virginia Hokies. Virginia That'd college, be college Hokies. football. Yeah. That's yeah, the only team college. I have any association with because that is college football. Their games. <laughs> we do go to their games. They're a lot of fun. They are a lot of fun. And they wear orange, oh. which is the color of bacon and egg. Yes, it is. Oh. It is. But actually, our, our colors at blue and orange are the color of the Virginia Tech Hokies rival, but whatever. But yeah, so that's like that's that's the big difference there, and that's what I'd forgotten is like every team's fans have something to hope for. It's not like we're sitting here, you know, West Ham fans are just like, well, maybe next year we'll finish 17th. Maybe next year we'll finish. They, 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 they almost call it a league inside the league. There's a top six, six really good yeah. teams. And then there's the team who wins the league outside the league finishes seventh. <laughs> you could not pay me to tell you who's going to win the Super Bowl right now. This NFL season's been insane already. Uh, Tyler Rams. was really excited by it from what I've heard. That's weird because the, neither of his teams are doing very well. Uh, you have two teams, no, Tyler. I do. I like the, the Washington Redskins and the New England Patriots. My I team's know. also doing terrible. We Stephen A. Smith the other day said that we're wasting the best year of Aaron Rodgers' career, and he's not wrong. But that's a whole different topic. Let's talk about Toy Story. Yeah, so... We'll get you on for a, a, a sports brush. I like this This film. conversation's been great but yes i also like this film it's um again great soundtrack uh, uh, this is what i'm going to start with again um the animation's better this time significantly. yes animation is they much much up, better significant i don't know how they stepped up so much in four years but they did um the the my favorite scene is the when somebody loved me scene which i think yeah, it's become oh like a God. theme now for the toy story films like they showed jesse's backstory they did the same thing with lotso in toy story 3 there'll be another character they do like that in toy story 4 because i think that's just the known formula that worked i don't know if they'll put a sad song behind the backstory in Toy Story 4 or they'll do it like Lotso where Chuckles is narrating but um they, yeah I, and it, it's the first film is like about it, Buzz coming to terms with the fact he's a toy and that getting played with isn't that bad and this film's now about Woody who convinced him being a toy is the greatest thing ever and getting played with the greatest thing ever realizing that that wouldn't that won't last forever and that he can last forever. It, it's it's it, it, it's a real interest like, it just takes woody's character arc in a completely different direction and again he comes of age as a character realizes what's important and yeah again i think that, uh, everyone says the toy story films are all about andy growing up with the toys and that's why the third one was the last one and this is why so many people are against toy story 4 is because this was like the story of andy growing up with these toys and growing out of them um and that's why it finished so nicely with toy story 3 that's why i disagree with people because i think this is woody's story of him like learning to come to terms with not necessarily being the favorite toy, learning to come to terms with that actually being played with is the best thing ever. And then Toy Story 3, you learn that not staying with your original owner isn't the worst thing ever. I don't know, kind of. I, I didn't really think that through. I prefer having a script to read, well, but. <laughs> yeah, so there's, yeah, there's sort of something that happens where you can watch Jesse's character go from Emily to storage to Andy, and then you watch, uh, Woody goes sort of through the same arc where he goes from Andy to the you know to the clubhouse or whatever the after school service whatever it is Sunnyside Daycare to Sunnyside Daycare that's what it is to the new girl Bonnie. right so it's a similar arc where he learns from Jesse that it's like the daycare seems like it's the perfect solution because there's a gazillion kids and they're always going to want to play with you but they're like destructive children yeah and they're little too, monsters yeah, they're too young well and they don't value the toys because they're not theirs 
Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I've never even thought of it from that perspective, but yeah, that's completely true. Yeah. Um, but on Toy Story 2, I think this movie is a, a complete masterpiece because it does so well literally mirror the first film where it's about, you know, it's got the scene in the first film where Woody explains to Buzz that he's a toy. The second film, Buzz yeah. explains to Woody, you are oh, a toy. I love that. Oh. I think they, they create the core group as well. In the first one, there was the kind of a mix-up of like who the main characters were and who weren't. In this group, they really set in stone it. Buzz uh, Slinky, Rex, Mr. Potato Head, Ham, and, and Woody. And Woody, I guess, but they're the ones that go to look for him. Yeah, Woody, and, yeah. Jesse, and Bullseye. Yeah. And I think they're the core group, and I think it's such, they're so well done because they have such contrasting personalities. I did a video once where I sorted them into houses. I think they're all, like, get every single Hulk, different Hogwarts house in um, that group. Like, you've got Ham and Mr. Potato Head, who would probably be Slytherins, maybe Ravenclaw in there. Um, Slinky, who's going to be like a Hufflepuff. Buzz, who's going to be a Gryffindor. And, and Rex, who'd be probably a Hufflepuff as well. And you've just got that range of personalities. And I think they just contrast and just work as a group so well. And that and that's why I think they got rid of every other toy in Toy Story 3 so they could have that core group to focus on. Yeah, I agree. That was very well said. Was it? What are your thoughts, Ethan? You, do you have some overarching thoughts or... or uh... I mean, you guys said it. Like, if there was anything wrong with the first one, they corrected it in this one and added to it. Yeah. Because it does have new, interesting, and dynamic characters added, as well as giving development to the stories we already had. Mm. Again, there's so, the one bit of um, thing that is a little unrealistic in this film. Like, you've got the whole buzz being able to fly thing, and this one, you've got... Uh, bullseye being able to run at the speed of a plane taking off but yeah, again like 200 miles an hour <laughs> but we were talking about that earlier where it's like buzz can't fly because like the physics wouldn't work but like bullseye running as fast as a plane like why not yeah who I guess. sets the speed on these things i guess the plane's going very slowly though if you actually do the maths behind it like because they like go from going very far to stopping in like right, but five seconds yeah then the plane takes right. off yeah but the plane takes off like right after they get off of it yeah and then the plane's got to be going a certain speed later. to take yeah. off yeah, yeah. but I, it does, again it's not something many people are thinking about when they're watching it it's just like the climactic scene um this is the first film that has a toy villain of uh stinky pete who i think a good character. Oh, yeah, he's, I yeah, agree. He's great. Um, well, yeah, well, well written, very well yeah. acted by Kelsey Grammer. Mm. Um, excellent, think, yeah, yeah, excellent villain. And I think that's one thing Toy Story have done very well. Sid's kind of a villain. Yeah, he is a villain in the first one. And then since then, they've made the toys the villains because um, I think they've realized that toy to toy conflict is more, is better than toy to human conflict. Right. Um, I don't know if that, and I, I, the toy to toy conflict kind of revolves around stuff that's happened to humans, and that's what works so well with the films. The whole events of the films are ref, uh, reflected on what's happened with the toys and the humans, right? Like, Andy doesn't bring... Uh, gets Buzz and Woody gets jealous. Like, it, it's all to do with what, what's happening with the character. You know what I'm trying to say, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. No, I absolutely know what you're talking about, yes. And um, I think uh, the only... Toy Story villain who's better than Stinky Pete is Lotso who's better. I, I think, yeah, if we'd got a back, we kind of got a backstory for Stinky Pete that no one ever bought him and this was like his chance to... I thought it was concise. I thought it was effective. I think, and I think, if, uh, yeah, you could relate to him as a character. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, sure you probably know all about being like unwanted and... Yeah, I don't know what... I'm what, totally messing what, with you. I don't know what... <laughs> I didn't really get the joke you were making there. It was, you know, it's that self-deprecating yeah. humor. Shameless word. Do I do word, a lot word. of self-deprecating humor? No, I, I guess it's really shameless deprecating Deprecating humor. I'm not. I, I, like, I didn't think I did that much self I just thought I kind of. No, I used to do it a lot more. Then I was like, eh. yeah, my humor changes over time, and I'm always just gonna make jokes that I think are funny. 
I appreciate that. I hope you continue to yeah. do that. I actually thought of a really funny meme today. I, d I didn't make it, but maybe I'll make it before um uh, I before this goes out. So I get to yeah. But anyway, um, I you know that meme of that guy with the girl and he's looking at the other girl where he's like yeah, with yeah. the girl like with his arm around her shoulder and he's looking at another girl and she's like looking and I'm like what? Um, uh, well um I was watching through like YouTubers old videos. I don't know why I was doing this. Just old videos started popping up in my timelines of YouTubers and all of mm -hmm. the, like and like you have YouTubers that just their content changes so much over time. Like even PewDiePie for example like is like this big shouting YouTuber loud and everything and now he's just much more mature and everything. And in all these videos of these old YouTubers you find comments saying like I miss this 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 PewDiePie or I miss this KSI for example. And it's like, and then everyone's like, why doesn't he make videos like this anymore? And they always say, and you always get replies and you think people are going to be smart in the replies and say, he's just grown up. Like he's just a, a more mature person. His humor's evolved and he's not going to be making videos like that anymore. But always they're like, ah, oh, he's just a sellout. He's making videos that get more views that make more money now. But like, it's just, it's so wrong. And I was thinking of making this meme where it was like your fans. Um, and then it says, um, I've grown up on one of the people. And it's like, I miss the old shame, or I miss the old so-and-so. I don't know if that made any sense, but if- I'm following. Kind of. If I have made the meme, maybe people will have seen it by the time this goes out, and they will know what I mean. Maybe I'll make it, <laughs> but- yeah, so I all I know is all I know is like to, to people who are like oh He's just a sellout all these things like on some level or for some people the point of uploading content is to get more people to see it Yeah, it's yeah. To like make it better and get more people to see it so that you can make more money because that's what like that's how work works isn't That's that, how capitalism works. Isn't that what Casey Neistat said like being a sellout is just the first step to becoming an entrepreneur Yeah, like, I don't know if he said that but I believe him saying that he said something like that. <laughs> I love Casey Neistat yeah, Are you a fan? I, I don't really watch him that much. But I'm subscribed to him. I respect him for what he does and all that yeah. I haven't watched in a few weeks. No. Ethan, did you die over there? Yeah, you I mean you guys just have a conversation <laughs> I, just don't, I, I don't have anything to add to the world of, of Casey Neistat other than that I don't entirely agree with the selling out thing There's a certain level. Oh, yeah, I where, agree. Where I, selling out means sacrificing your integrity and a lot of people do that and that's the problem well, I, I have and that's where the hate for selling out not comes. been paid to make a video i haven't done a sponsored video like i've been paid cash would you? to do a video i would if i if i genuinely believed in the product i used the product and genuinely wanted to promote it to my, it'd be something that to get, i would promote for free i would do an advert promote for money yeah exactly <laughs> um i i don't i couldn't see myself promoting something like i couldn't see myself promoting i don't use and um, because that is exactly what i just and i, I very rarely use things that are advertised by YouTubers. They have the obvious ones, like you've got like the Squarespace, the Audible. I don't actually use any of those products. I probably shouldn't say that live in case they ever want to use me, but <laughs> like um, if I ever do start using them, but I, I currently don't use any of those products. And, um, it, and I don't know, seeing them on adverts doesn't make me want to use them, even if the YouTuber does use them themselves. I just, I, I, yeah, I'd only promote something if I genuinely used it. I would say that like, for me personally, when I first heard about Audible, I was extremely skeptical about how it worked mm. and then as soon as i saw a creator that i trusted promote the product i was much more likely to download it and use it and okay. i've used it since yeah. then no i know a lot of people use it i don't use it. i i don't read all that much i read but i i don't um i, I usually prefer to buy the books um i mean that's that's fine too you're yeah. completely allowed to just buy yeah. books like we're not hating on that here yeah. at all well, <laughs> i don't uh, know if you're if you're making a joke about the book burning or I, oh no, oh, no i was no, just saying no. you're allowed to read oh, like oh, Look by all means, <laughs> read a book. Um, yeah, no, no, but like, I, for sure, I understand. And, and the fact of the matter is some people aren't affected by ads. Some people are. And that's why they run ads is to get the people that are going to listen to the ad but to guess, listen to the ad. 
I guess it's ironic I say I wouldn't promote products I don't believe in when I literally just let ads run on my videos and I have no idea and have no control over what they are, but still, um... I know, you've been showing ads for the Venom movie. Have I? I mean, I'm sure you have. That's every ad I see is for Venom. Yeah. So I'm sure they... <laughs> I think, no, I Tyler, you've been showing yourself ads for the Venom movie. Um, Seamus <laughs> is getting paid for it. I've, 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 I always hear, like, people say, like, oh, I got an ad for Hogwarts Mystery on this video, or I got an ad for a play for this video and i'm like oh really <laughs> they're sponsoring on my videos yeah so and that's the big difference between youtube videos and podcasts is we don't have that infrastructure mm. like it would if, be cool if we did if we want to run an ad like and an ad company wants to work with us and this is a lot of times why the ads in podcasts can be more valuable is like we gotta i gotta sit here and be like hey go to our audible.com link and and sign up with audible and we'll get money for it like i have to say that with my own voice yeah it's not yeah, just that, like that a, supports like a, the show like you could go to audibletrial.com slash eggs and sign up for a free 30 days and a book on us exactly oh is that but we we you know the podcast like if somebody goes to listen to the podcast it's not just like today's episode of bacon and eggs is brought to you by venom <laughs> and we have no control we over that it's like venom <laughs> It's like, yeah, there's not there's not that infrastructure there at all. It'd be cool if there was, but it just doesn't exist. But unlike a lot of YouTubers, I very I've never had a problem with demonetization. Like I don't know why YouTube. You seem shocking. You YouTube just love me. I don't know why. Um, but like literally, like every YouTuber, like I don't know, like the yellow demonetization symbol was just such a big meme in like 2017. It was just everywhere. Like because I don't know if you know, there's like you get the green demonetization symbol if it's eligible. Yellow is suitable for some advertisers which basically means you get no ads but you get you get like a couple ads like one maybe every thousand videos maybe views or something but like it is it's absolutely nothing so you'd make absolutely nothing off it um and then there's not available for monetization and i've literally never had a problem with it but like almost every other youtuber i speak to get problems with it and i don't they suffer and i don't um. <laughs> <laughs> fair yeah i wouldn't i don't know anything about that we're not quite to the yeah. monetization point yet as this video is being made but if you're listening to this episode and you want to go subscribe to bacon and eggs on youtube how many subscribe to bacon and eggs media from uh, to be eligible for monetization on youtube i am checking right now i don't know how that works you have to be at a thousand it, subscribers and have four thousand hours of watchmen of watch oh our watch time is well over that no it's not you keep saying this and it's just not really yeah it's i mean it's it's close it's not well over it's, it's not there also, yet it's four thousand in a year so we have 732 subscribers so we need like two seven hundred thirty nine two hundred sixty eight yeah so how do i look at that that's shooting up you probably gained more subscribers than me today i lose subscribers every time i upload a vlog we have gained one subscriber today oh. as far as i can tell I'm gonna maybe two i don't really check my subscriber count since i've started vlogging because it goes down a lot now and um i just avoid I don't know, I've gained 28 today. But like back a while ago, I was like getting like 400 a day. But I just decided I want to start making vlogs. Content you want to make. Yeah. Well, it's not as if I don't want to make the content I was making. I was just like, yo, I really want to do this. I want to try this out. And I'm going to lose subscribers, go. but I don't care. So, I really look, but so I yeah, we have 739 subscribers. We need 1,000. And we have 3,124 watch hours. Lovely. In the past year? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, if you want to be one of the, the uh, 200 and... 61 people we need to subscribe go for it yeah i should just promote it in a video just you link your channel you should totally do that Seamus. yeah and then then you'll be there in uh, no time <laughs> they need 261 subscribers to be eligible for monetization they literally yes. never post they will not spam your sub box don't worry but i mean we post, post like once a week, week. yeah that's yeah. nothing really is it yeah yeah like if someone's gonna once we once we get to a certain amount of of patreon dollars we will start making more youtube content awesome what kind of content no idea uh, no idea maybe we'll do like 
three to four minute film reviews with us just sitting in a, in one of our chairs with a ring light, just chatting to the camera. Would you do? Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So it just maybe we'll start like, making gaming videos. Maybe we'll start making theories. I don't think we can attack theories. We're not. I don't think we're like. Like I would feel guilty putting my name in that hat and being and putting myself in competition with you and Super Carlin Brothers. Mm. Not that I think that I'm going to take anything from you and Super Carlin Brothers, but I just think it would be unethical. Yeah, no, it's interesting. It's interesting to hear from you. I'm just not great at theories. No, I have a um like interesting conundrum with that whole theory, John. It's, it's like there's like there's that competition. There's a f quite a few people who do the exact same thing as as me, and I don't know if this is true, but I feel like I'm one of the only people that genuinely gets along with everyone who does it. Like. I like I, I I don't know Matt Pat personally. Um, I I know he he does. I don't. I, if you do, can I get his number? I, like. I, 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 I I've only heard things about him from people. Um, no. I again, I was saying about like knowing the people in the theory community. Like I know like some people. I know what's their videos. Isaac. Um, the theorizer. Um, again, I don't know Matt Pat, but like I know like most of the people in that like scenario. Like even people that I know like a lot of people don't know, and I just feel like I've just kind of got this like almost like if someone's approached me and does similar content to me, I'm kind of just like I'm gonna be nice to them. I I've got no nothing against anyone because I think there's so much more to be gained from making friends than making enemies. Um, like calling people out and criticizing people um for doing similar content to you. Um, but there is that slight problem of the I have this ongoing fear when I'm writing a video. What if someone comes up with this and uploads it a day before me and I'm just like, what do I do now? Well, I mean, that's 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 all of like journalism. Yeah, right. I guess is that like somebody's going to scoop this story before you. That's mm. why like deadline is a thing that like you need to work fast so that mm. this this yeah. new product is out as fast as possible. My that's why it's called news. My big fear was like the Nagini video, for example. Um, I, I was kind of like really nervous that someone's going to get there first. And when I uploaded it, I realized that someone with like 800 subscribers dropped a video with basically the same title as me. Fortunately, he came to a very different conclusion. But the guy with 800 subscribers had like 100,000 views on his video when he when I uploaded so like oh, wow. he like he took off I've forgotten his name it's Kevin something um and I saw his video um I I preferred my video personally I like I, I think I can say that obviously I, I think I can say that <laughs> um uh, but um, I and I was just kind of like I, I, I think I've got more views than him now, but I haven't really checked. But um, and but it was just kind of like I would have been annoyed if when I was just starting out and then some big YouTuber comes out with the same video as me. And I was glad I came up to a very different solution because like you need to like kind of check around and stuff. Um, but um, yeah, there is that fear like with The Incredibles two coming out on DVD and like a few days comes out two weeks earlier in America on DVD than it does in the UK, and I'm gonna be like for those two weeks, I'm literally just gonna be like. Hurry up, because <laughs> I need the videos. Jonathan and Ben were telling me the other day that they have videos planned for Incredibles 2 six. that they can't edit. Do you really? Yes. And I'm going to film them before yeah. it comes out on DVD. I, I'm trying to work out a way to get The Incredibles 2 on digital with the American release date. Like I don't know how to help I, you. I, if, I, I, if I could I, help I you, I genuinely am trying to work out a way, because like, um, usually I just get a DVD and import it onto my computer using the DVD file, but it comes out on digital first. So I'm like see, seeing if I can like access the American iTunes store, but it doesn't work with my IP address. I really don't know what to do, but um, you can set up a a dummy IP address. Yeah, that's yeah, what that, that's what I'm thinking of doing, but it's very feels very dodgy, especially to be talking it about absolutely, this public it, thing. It is, <laughs> it is dodgy, but only because it's a stupid law. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a dumb rule. But if but I can I mean, get the footage on time, now I've got six videos I want to make. I've got them all written down. I'm gonna script them and film them so so quickly that I can have them use the clips to edit them on the day the DVD comes out. Like I I 
like I can't. Are you gonna wait. drop six videos all at one time? No, but and I, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna do loads there. Like I've got so many videos I want to make. I've just been nonstop thinking about, um, and I've just been waiting for the clips to come out. And I, now I I think yeah, because Jonathan put in one of his vlogs that they have three Incredibles two videos they want to make. Now I've got six. If there isn't an overlap there, I will be shocked. I'm sure there will. There be. will be. And that's the fear for me with it coming out two weeks earlier. That gives them four videos to put out. If they share free with me, I will be like, oh, that has just kicked me in the nuts there because like I'm kind of like <laughs> um, waiting out. Right, then you lose you lose half your content. Yeah, half my content. Um, which is but one I of the I don't why... think. Sorry. I was just saying I don't think that they'll put out, and I could be wrong about this. You know, I'm not in their their war room or anything, but I don't think that they're gonna put out three videos on the exact same content. Yeah, they probably won't. Back to back to back. Unless it does really well like their Infinity War stuff did. Yeah, there was right. a couple weeks where yeah. every video was like, yeah. this is but the thing about Marvel. But that wasn't planned. They, they did the first Infinity War video and they were like, oh crap, this was huge. And they had to like restructure things yeah. so that they could ride that. But they're, 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 they're very good at what they do. I don't I don't even know what makes them so good at what they do and that's what's like, they like they, but I, I don't even look at the title when I watch their videos and there are other channels that do very similar stuff that I'm just not nearly as intrigued to click on every video and I'm like, how can I I get to be just like everyone just watches all my videos no matter what because they've got they've got something about them that gets them there and i don't know what it is but, um well I, I mean for me what it is is growing up with them yeah and like so like i have no idea what the secret sauce is because <laughs> i was there like they're my brother so i'm just gonna watch their videos yeah it's vsauce that's the secret sauce uh, he's he's an example of a YouTuber who's just kind of like gone on to like make YouTube original series and Liza Koshy's done that recently as well. Very interesting. Do you like Liza? YouTubers. Liza. Do you like Liza? Yeah. I, is there a reason I shouldn't? I think she's very funny. No, I don't know. I just like to me Liza is such an example of like a like that was a the youth moment for me where it was like mm, I can see that a lot of children like this and a lot of people younger than me like this, but this is just not even funny at I all think for she's me. Absolutely hilarious. But um, I had I have no idea who Liza is. The only reason I know her name is because she was on an episode of GMM. Um, do you know David Dobrik? No. I am so no, disconnected no from YouTube. Like, I'll be honest with you. They're, they're just very... David Dobrik's another one for me. Everything he uploads, I click on. I think everyone's like that with him. He he gets like 5 million views every upload and he uploads like three times a week and he just uploads his vlogs and everyone clicks them and just they get... You you never see a drop in views for it. But um, it, it, that that's the aspiration for any YouTuber. If you can find that thing that people are just going to watch no matter what, you've got, you've got something. But no matter what that is, once you've found it, you're gonna get sick of it. You can I don't think it's possible to, to make the same videos week in, week out and not get bored of what you're doing. Eventually you will, I think. I think that's true because YouTubers are inherently entrepreneurs. I think that if you got somebody like if you built a YouTuber and you like you if you hired somebody and you were like, you are entry-level YouTuber and your promotions will come each 100,000 subscribers and that's how your life is going to be structured, I don't think that person would have any problem. This is exactly okay. what Watch Mojo does, right? Yeah. Like that person doesn't have any problem making the exact same videos over and over mm. and over and over again. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's us though. It's like, I didn't have any problem doing 12 Marvel movies in a row. Not at least to the public. It's like, I complain about them privately. But I think- As anybody's going to do, but you're like still going to sit down 12, and make the episode. I'm not episode, saying 12 like. videos in a row. I'm saying, imagine you're a Minecraft YouTuber and you play Minecraft every day for six years. There is no way, even if you're getting 10 million views on each one and you're making right, millions then, and millions, there's that's no what I'm saying. It's just not. It's not any different of any other job. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like I got bored 
you know, making cold calls and selling insurance. Mm. I still did it. I still went into work and did it every day. Yeah. And, you know, I think Stampy Cat's probably a lot happier with doing the Minecraft videos than I was making cold calls. Yeah. Well, I'm, no, I, I, I don't, I, I'm not, like, trying to make it, yeah, but I, either way. No, I, I completely I, understand what yeah. you're saying. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm with it. I, I think um, it's, yeah, and I think a lot, most YouTube, like, there's so many YouTubers who make videos now about, like, being depressed and a YouTube burnout's been a big thing recently. Yeah, there just was an ear biscuit about yeah. that. Yeah, and it's kind of like, um, and it, yeah. Because you're really getting people that have been doing this every day for 10 years. Yeah, like. and I, you can't, you can't enjoy what you're doing unless you switch it up. Like, um, and I, I, yeah. That, and that's one of the reasons why I started vlogging, because it was something different I could do that gave me more freedom in terms of creativity. It, yeah, and... Um, I think that is exactly where vlogs and gaming channels came from. Yeah. Was YouTubers being like, I make these videos, but now I want to make something else, and you're going to deal with it. Yeah, I just decided, I'm not going to make a second channel, I'm just going to upload it on my main channel, and it's going to get more views, and you're going to get used to it. <laughs> the world will come to decide whether or not that was a good idea. They will, it will. And I think I think it's it, it, it it's doing um, better now. It didn't start that well, but I think people are starting to get used to it, and... Um, um, I think, yeah, I think people are watching the vlogs more than they Well, see, were. this is, and this is the thing with the, why, I, why I sort of understand the second channel is like, yeah, it's going to end up netting you more subs. Um, it may not net, end up netting you more views is the thing, because like, you're definitely going to have the group of people that are like, I watch Seamus for the Seamus vlogs. Mm -hmm. And like the other people that are like, I watch Seamus for the videos, yeah. the normal videos, and they're not going to watch the blogs and the blog or the vlogs and the vlog people aren't going to watch the normal videos. I think, I think for me at the moment is people watch the normal videos and the vlogs or just the normal videos but you don't lose anything from not watching the vlogs i don't promote the vlogs in my normal videos and i think that's the the, the way i'm gonna keep doing it right and and for sure and i'm, I'm just to give credence to the uh to the, the reason to have a second channel is like i can kind of see that being a thing where it's like if you want if people just like the vlog content they will they can have the channel just for the vlog content yeah okay. or the game content yeah. or whatever yeah so i i just to to sort of get back on track uh, Ethan did ask in our Facebook group if anybody oh, had yeah, any had some questions. questions about Toy let Story me, 2, and these were... up real quick. I've got them right here. Okay, well, I'm going to pull uh, them up because they were my questions. Okay, and okay. normally you ask all the questions without me having any part of it, so... <laughs> okay, but, you know, we've got Seamus here. You're a, you're a Pixar expert. Um, okay, self-proclaimed Pixar expert. I would say... All experts are self-proclaimed experts. Yeah. Nobody proclaims them to be experts a, until you proclaim yourself to be an expert. A Toy Story expert. Um, I would say, while Ethan's pulling these up and getting ready Seamus this is you know if if John had written the Pixar theory at this movie which was what the third installment ever yeah it's so clear it's so obvious that it's happening right because like it's in the first directly movie, stated right it's directly stated that the bugs are in this movie yeah right and Woody was in a bug's life yeah Woody's in a bug's life yeah I don't know how much people um, latch on to the fact the Pixar theory is intentional because I, I I think anyone everyone knows it's not intentional by the creators to be this shared universe. I, I don't believe. Well, but right. through the, but through, through I, the first I three movies, though, it is. It's, it's a nice idea, but I think it. Yeah, I I think that it. Yeah, I actually I see that. But um, the the whole thing, and um, I think this is the message Super Colin Brothers is sharing is that it's kind of like it's almost like a game to see how we can fit it in, and it people are just playing a lot right and it's just fun to see how it fits in and i think pixar should realize how beneficial it is for them to have this kind of shared universe thing and not do any like just try try to like make it more exciting and like because i'm just giving them free promo promotion if they put a huge easter egg in a video or in a film 
it's just free promotion for them, really, because someone's going to make a video. On right. It and um, right. Wait, do you are you under the impression that Pixar does not know about the Pixar? Oh theory? no, Pixar like... know about the Pixar. Theory. Okay, I was going to say. I'm not saying. I'm saying they did definitely did not set out and think we're going to make this huge shared universe in the same way Marvel did. Like that was never oh, the yeah. intention. Um, but some people genuinely believe that is the case, and um, I think that's why no. it gets so much hate. But yeah, they, they are the bugs are in the film, but they're also very small. It's, yeah. In the film, they're like half the size of Buzz's like little finger. Yeah, they're very small. So there's a little bit of continuity error yeah. there. But um. but again, I don't think it's the actual bugs, is it? Because of the whole time travel stuff. Because I don't yeah. know. It's it's very confusing the whole the whole thing because you're absolutely right like it's it's a fun theory to play with and put yeah. together and up until like i guess brave was the most recent one when when the pixar theory got big yeah um hello wife is you know like like once brave came out that's when you know john posted the theory and jonathan made the video about it and then it sort of blew up and i think from that point on pixar has been much more intentional with like making the easter eggs sort of work in yeah. their favor but apparently um, they're making a film too of like elves and dragons in the future which is which will just completely break everything we know i thought the good dinosaur broke everything so did you yeah okay i mean it's just the way i guess the way it's chalked up is like it just happens before everything else yeah Right? Yeah. Why would it so break I everything, question. though? Well, I mean, you could say the same thing about it's this just futuristic kind of a dragons and elves. Yeah. I guess. Right, it's like, oh, it just happens after everything. Yeah, and that's probably you what we played off to. Um, but, right. again. Right, because Pixar at this point is definitely like, hey, that's a cool thing you got there. It's like, they're not they going to come out. They denied it, though. They denied Andrew it? Andrew Stanton just said, like, nah, that oh, was, I no, but that. they didn't deny the theory was true. They denied it wasn't their intention when they set right. out to make the film. Um, Andrew Stanton said that in a video. But, um, again, it, again. I definitely get why they're playing it close to the chest. It, but no one's really seen that video. It's a very small video and it doesn't get shared widely. And I think, um, yeah, again, it's a game. I don't think... The, the theory is that it was Pixar's intention to make it, whereas the universe is just this game, and the theory is that they intended on making well, it. And that's and that's what's so interesting about this, and, and especially also all the Harry Potter theories, is like we have J.K. Rowling, who's perfectly happy to answer all these questions, and you have Pixar on the other end that's just like, yep. The problem is, all the popular Harry Potter theories suck, and she just, oh, and so like the one she gets sent is like, is Ron Dumbledore? And she's like, no. But like, she doesn't actually get sent like a decent, well-thought-out theory enough, and that that, that that frustrates me a lot. Um, but she definitely comes up with stuff. But like people will suggest it, and she'll be like, "Yeah, absolutely. That was totally my intention." And she's really just twenty you, years. Nagini has been. <laughs> yeah, and you know she's just sitting there like, "I don't think that's, that's cool." True. Somebody thought of that. I, I never thought of that. I I don't know how much you can believe her, but twenty years. Like, uh, but I don't know. she did name it in the sense that um the the snake is a is Nagi Nag, Naga is like a word for snake woman. But the theory's been around ever since Nagini was first announced, like two thousand one or something. The theory first came out like then because of her name being right. Nagini. People were like she's a woman. Like when the Goblet of Fire came out, people were theorizing about this, and it didn't really come back into play until there was the snake woman in Fantastic Beasts. And I actually have an interesting. I told this in my video about this. I was like I. Saw saw the theory a week before the Super Carlin brothers made a video on it, but brushed it off as a weak theory with not much evidence. And now their video has got like 2 million views and I'm like, I should have made a video because on it. Because it, it got 100% confirmed. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like, oh no, I'm not denying it. Yeah. But they, they, the theory I saw was like three lines long. They turned that into like a 10 minute video with tons of evidence and stuff that I wouldn't have even looked up and researched. I was just like, yeah. Right. So they, they, they definitely put in the work and got that out. And I would even give them credit for coming up with the theory because of how much they added to it. But um, 
I, yeah, I, I did see the theory. Like, it, it's been around so long. I looked up, like, I Google searched it, Nagini woman. You can find, like, results for it in, like, 2004. So, on the internet. That's wild. Yeah. Anyway, I've got some questions from Facebook. So, Seamus, we might need a little help with these. Okay. And some of these are just opinion questions. Some of them are, like, sort of fact questions. The first one I'm going to ask, uh, this is from Becca Eddowes on Facebook. And she says, why doesn't Woody remember his dang backstory? So long ago. I don't know. That, that's the theory, isn't it? Is that um, he was... Um, like, it was so long ago for him that he just, like, because apparently, like, when you're buzzed, your backstory is, like, is reality to you? Because he's new. But once you get old right. enough, when he's been around, like, 40 years, it just becomes a distant memory and you forget it. Like, I don't know, I, I, I can't reference not being able to remember something 40 years ago, but I imagine it's easier to remember something that happened yesterday than something that happened 40 years ago. Like Right. And they even talk about that in... Toy Story 1, I don't know if they speak heavily on it, but there's a moment during that introduction with Buzz where he's like, where somebody says that, oh, he's a new toy. He's going through, you know, sort of the existential crisis that comes with that of, mm. you know, being unboxed or whatever. Right. I guess that, For sure. and, so, you know, I guess that explains so, the whole why Buzz believes he's a space ranger as well. Like just the reality of being a toy just eventually sinks in and your back, actual backstory becomes more of a pass. Like even when um, uh, Rex introduces himself to Buzz, he says something like, I'm from play school. Like he doesn't right. really remember his backstory. He just knows where he's from. I don't know. Like, I, yeah. So is, is Woody... Was Woody Andy's dad's toy then? I, I, that's the theory. That's the theory. But it's I, they they never labeled it as a theory because Mark Mike is it Mike Mike Mozart um that it was fact and that he was told it by the creators. But then Andrew Stanton, who was there, shot it down. So maybe it's something they want to delve into in Toy Story Four, and that's why they shot it down. Yeah, Toy Story B Four. Um, I do not think it will take place before the original. But we'll see about that. Um, we'll see. I would be very very surprised. <laughs> yeah, like Tim Allen's in it. Yes, yeah, Maybe yeah. Tim, I didn't even figure that. Tim Allen is in it. <laughs> Maybe he voices the dad, and that's why Woody hates Buzz so much. <laughs> right, but like, so then that brings the other point up, though, that wouldn't Woody remember, like, years of abandonment and his original owner? Maybe. No, the, I think the idea is that Andy was born after Woody's dad. Like, Andy, Andy's dad died after Woody was born, so he's never really abandoned. Yeah, but he was certainly, you know, put up in the attic. No, he was, like, hidden away, yeah. But... And he had another owner. And then, but maybe he just lost track of time, just closed in a box, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a couple holes there, but mm. Andy's mom does say that Woody is an old family toy. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, so, Seamus, Woody or Buzz? For me? Yeah. Well, that, that's a tough one. Oh, I, I, I never know how to answer this question, but I would say Woody. <laughs> You'd say Woody. Yeah, but it, my favorite character is Rex. Hey, fair enough. Really? Yeah. I have a I have a Buzz Lightyear right here. Where did you find a Buzz Lightyear? Uh, in my attic. No one can see. He's it. A, wow. He's podcast, an original so. Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, from my, like 1995. My, I had a big one when I was a kid, and obviously when I was a kid that was huge next to me, and I much preferred yeah. the small ones. And I, I I I like did a video where I like put them all in a box the other day, and yep. um, I I only have small ones because I just preferred small ones because I liked ones I could like where I could hold a few at a time. I don't know why that's a thing, but I just... I, yeah, I had a full-size Woody and a full-size Buzz. Uh, two full-size Buzzes. I do not know where Woody is gone or the new Buzz. This is the original Buzz that does not have the arm flap, um, and he does not work anymore. His batteries are dead. Uh, only one wing will come out, and he's missing his helmet flap. But I do have does my original... Does it say Andy on his boot? It does not. I wrote I wrote my name on Woody's boot, but not Buzz's. No, I have a, I had a full collection, but um, I Slinky got all twisted, and... Um, oh, yeah, I definitely had a Slinky that got and, destroyed. Um, 
my mom sold most of the rest of them when I was like six. Did she even see the movie? My mom. Does she know how destructive that is to the These toys? Before Toy Story three came out, I guess though. So my yeah, yeah but that was Toy Story yeah, two, was, where the toy true, or the yards. I don't know. Was. Um, she she she'd have watched them with me multiple times. Yeah, but um, uh, she she sold them off. She she said she sold them off for like two hundred pounds. So she was like, it was oh. one of the best things she ever did. Yeah, you go, girlfriend. <laughs> But yeah, so somewhere I have an, a new buzz that has all the features with like the arm flap and the belt from Toy Story 2, and I also have a Woody somewhere that did work. Uh, he had the string and everything. There was a snake in my boot. It was actually refer or voiced by Jim Hanks. Yeah, I knew that. What does that mean? What is what 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 does there's a snake in my boot mean? There's a snake in his boot. Yeah, actually, it's no, a good question. No, because he laughs. Because he laughs at the the toy that does it, where he's like, "Oh, this is a practical effect yeah. of a metaphor that I constantly talk about." I yeah. No, I think that's just a realistic thing. Is that snakes hide in damp, dark places, and cowboys had to check their boots for snakes before that's they it. put them on every day. We don't have There's cowboys. A, that is a real thing. Is it? Like, oh. you don't have cowboys in England. Watch some westerns. I, 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 the most Western movie I've seen is when they go to the Wild West in Back to the Future two or three, whichever one they go to. The, three. Three. Yeah, that's as Western as I've seen. Oh no, and there's the one A Million Ways to Die in the West. Oh, that comedy I never saw film that. with Neil Patrick Harris. It's not. It's not all that great. Oh, I got a message. I did not enjoy it. Ethan Edgehill. Well, I'm not a. Sure. I'm not a huge Seth MacFarlane fan. He sounds like a lot Seth. like the guy funny. from uh, Family Guy. He is. The, that was. You the know, joke. he is yeah. the guy from Family. Okay, I just making sure. <laughs> Just, just sent you a snake in my boot meme. That's all okay. it was. I, my internet's loading it. I am a snake in my boot. Uh, he does look high as F. <laughs> as the, Did I just ruin your day a little bit? No, nah, I find it quite funny. Uh, I, I, I've seen much worse Toy Story memes. I get them all the time, like dirty Toy Story memes. I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> I didn't need this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care. I'm looking at I'm some right like, now. I'm just like, I'm just like... Like, I don't know why it got, got sent to me. I'm like, okay, thanks. This is a picture of an actual snake wearing a toy cowboy boot. Well, that's a thing that exists. So many pores in the water hole. Um, Do you think Sheriff Woody, did they save the prospector? No, they gave him to a girl. No, oh. no, no, no. In, in Woody's Roundup, the TV show. They never finished it. Yeah, you'll never know. So speaking of the prospector, here's an interesting question. Uh, Where is it? 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 Oh, God. Interesting. Oh, this is from oh, this is from Trevor Repetto, and he says, "How and when and why do you think the prospector originally got out of his box?" Ooh. I think he'd been opened because the box. So we see in the movie that Al is not above falsely repairing a toy to make it seem like new and selling it as new, right? Because he does that with Woody. Right. Um, he buys Woody even though he's very clearly ripped. Um, oh yeah. I think, and you can see on the prospector's plastic casing that it has been at least warped a little. Like it looks like it's been touched a lot, um, which is something they had to like intentionally animate. Like it wasn't just going to be that way. It could have just been a clear sheet. Um, so I think when he got prospector, he put him in the box and the prospector is just a liar. Oh, wow. That that adds a lot to his backstory. So I like that idea a lot. Um, I, I, I personally never thought of it, but I like that a lot. Yeah, 100% agree. I like that, Tyler. Thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate that. What do you think, Ethan? I think you're probably right. That sounds pretty really good to me. That. You go right ahead. Yeah, you go for it. Make sure. Bacon and Eggs Media at YouTube.com. Is that enough to stretch that video out like five, six minutes though? Like, that's I mean, like a, maybe. Two, that's like you a put 20 out, second video. I mean, you could easily be like, and then dun, 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 look at his box. I don't know. I'm not a yeah. YouTuber. I can't. I don't Stinky know how to. Pete's backstory explained. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the prospector. <laughs> uh, Zachary Pearson asks, how do you guys feel about the bloopers in Toy Story? 
story I too. I love it. Love I love it. That. I live. The live, fact they went through the effort to animate that. Right. That's the thing. Pixar is like in bloopers, a nutshell. Like right. When you're making a normal movie, bloopers just happen. Yeah. That, and it wasn't like they took record like audio recorded bloopers and animated them. It, it, like because clearly they were they were speaking based on what happened. Like as if the characters were actors. Yeah. I love it. I I think I think that whoever did that, whoever made that, like that would have been one person on that job. I imagine. Just oh, I think that would have been like a team, a team that worked on that for a year. <laughs> okay. Well, well, apparently an animator can get through two minutes in a year of footage. That's insane. So therefore, that was like a minute of bloopers. So maybe it was one person. That was more than maybe. a minute of bloopers. Yeah, like a two minute. But I don't think there was more than two minutes of yeah. bloopers. Either way, I don't know. whoever, who, whatever team, whatever people worked on that, I would just. Love but yeah, the fact it. that they had to script and pay the voice actors to record and animate it, yeah, is so extra. I but I love it. it. I, they, I don't know why they don't do that in their movies more. They do that in Monsters Inc. as well. They do that in. Well, they do the whole um uh play of um take yeah. that thing back where it came from also help me at the end of there's there's the bloopers too because that's where mike tells boo to go throw up yeah and um they did bloopers at the end of cars is it or they do something at the end of cars it has been a hot freaking minute since i've seen cars i just remember you did stuff. what in this cup there's the I thing where cars. like um they react to the other pixar films <laughs> piston cup <laughs> i just got that joke is that a joke Mater from the end of that. Cars? No, it's like in the middle of the movie where <laughs> Lightning McQueen is like, "Is that Mater? Doc's the Hudson Hornet. He won the Piston Cup. And Mater <laughs> spits out his drink and he goes, you did what in this cup? I've never got that joke before. But I've probably only seen that film twice, but I have never got that joke before. I'm like lightheaded. <laughs> <laughs> That is hysterical. I did not know that was a thing. That's funny. Honestly, like, that moment in that movie is part of the reason I like cars. <laughs> um, but no, they don't do it enough. Um, like, that, that, yeah, if there's something they, they should do. They do it in Toy Story 3 a little bit as well, where they show, like, they have, like, an end bit. And they do it in Inside Out as well, where they have an end bit. Inside Out, they, like, show inside the heads of other characters that, like... Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite scene in the whole movie. I love that. I don't know why... They focused the entire movie just in Riley's head. They should have just gone through loads of people's heads. Like, there wasn't enough going into other people's heads. They showed it was a thing they were willing to do when going in, they went into the dad of the I'm head. sorry. Inside Out is the best Pixar movie by a long margin. How no. dare you talk okay. about Coco It like just that. is. Do you like, really, it is, guys it is really think Inside Out and Coco, perfect. two recent films of Pixar's best work, like, in this modern era... I think Coco was alright. I think... I don't think you can compare the modern era to, like, the early 2000s era of Pixar. I think, I mean, I really like Nemo. Yeah. I really like Toy Story 2. I loved this movie. Watching this this morning, 190, or, uh, an hour and a half. Oh my God! What a delight! I would still um, take Finding Nemo over this. I'll be real with you. No, I, I can see. I that. love this movie. I, 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 my problem with Finding Nemo is that it didn't need a sequel. It really I love the sequel. didn't need a sequel. So you think Incredibles did, but Finding Nemo Incredibles didn't? Incredibles teased the sequel right at the end, like it was, right, and they should have done it in two thousand six. But they, they wouldn't have been able to animate it fast enough. I, I, I don't like okay, the fact they waited so long. I agree with you. I, they could have done like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, maybe. But I, Incredibles warranted a sequel a lot more than Finding Nemo did. Finding Nemo was like making a sequel for like 
Ratatouille or Up. Like, it doesn't need a sequel. Oh, I agree. They had to, like, force the sequel. But it's because right? it so they were well. like, I felt Incredibles 2 was so very well. forced. When you go through Pixar films, like, its box office success for its time is insane. Like, yeah. like they didn't beat it. Like, it, it like, made, like, like three, t three times as much as the original Toy Story, only a few years later. It made, like, and then made, like, twice as much as Toy Story 2. Like, it did so much better than any of their other films. And um, it just, and then Toy Story 3 eventually beat it like seven years later by like a few million but then finding dory didn't do it as well because like finding dory it had its problems yeah it isn't perfect i liked it i like it well enough uh, i'm making a full video I thought, on it soon i didn't see much reason in and this is like obviously such a stupid and nitpicky thing but like continuing to make the joke about sigourney weaver was like nails on a chalkboard yeah, to well, me i, I, what I thought was it was funny joke? i enjoyed it sigourney weaver does like he's easy in wally i guess oh, he's in wally sorry oh yeah. she is and she's the um uh uh one of the droids in dolls or something is she C3PO well, she no, so she does Scorny no. Weaver. No, she's an actress. Yeah, but she does like a lot of like voice acting for like oh. she's she's the AI in uh, Wally. -E. Anyway, she's the so she's the the voiceover for the at the aquarium. Yeah, at. yeah, yeah. But I didn't get what. So the she's joke like was. she's like God to them. Um, doll. Is she not in Star Wars? I was certain. She anyway. I thought Coco was alright. Um, okay, Coco's better than alright. And it's decent. It's pretty good. I don't think it needed to be a musical. And I disliked it. I liked it less because it was. But again, I don't think Inside Out's there. I, I think Inside Out and Coco are what they... Are they them showing they can still make good movies, but... Inside Out was a million point seven times better than Incredibles 2. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I will... I cry every <laughs> yeah, time that so movie good. happens. What's the sad bit for you? Because I feel like people oh it's inside out yeah oh it's the the bing bong thing. yeah same but a lot of Take people find the, the whole me. like um parents running away from home a lot more sad i don't know and um i get this with um uh, but i didn't give a crap about R or riley um uh, yeah i i i have this whole thing with <laughs> um uh toy story 3 we'll get to this next episode i guess but yeah i find the saddest part by far, him giving away the toys. Whereas everyone else finds the saddest part when they're all holding hands going into the um, fire. Like the incinerator. incinerator yeah. I, that is absolutely yeah. the saddest part of that movie. But for me, the saddest part... Ethan's choking up right now talking about Significantly it. sadder is the ending. When he's like, thanks guys. That I find That gives me goosebumps every I time. I mean, that's definitely... That definitely as well. For me, and, and, I think and... that resonated more fondly with me because it was like, it, I could relate to it almost when I saw it. And I still like that. I, I don't think I could. There are some scenes in like television and film that I could not watch without getting goosebumps. Infinity War, the, end, the ending, um, you've got like, maybe the I am your father goosebump. And it's the- From Toy, Toy Story, Story 2? Toy Story 2, the, <laughs> yeah, to, <laughs> definitely. Well, that's why I heard it first. Um, the Toy Story <laughs> 2 is the definitely the the Sarah the Sarah McLaughlin song. It's got the most Zerg in it. So just from that, it's yeah. the best film, right? <laughs> right. No, Toy Story oh, I 2 love the character my of Zerg in this for movie. a long time, but I, I've recently changed my ways to Toy Story 3. But my opinions change a lot, and that's a big problem I have with making videos. I'm like making an opinion, and I'm like state my opinion as fact. I'm like, yeah, my opinion changed. I changed my mind about this, and now. After considering some evidence, I've decided this. Play Story 2. I think I think I like Inside Out, Monsters Inc., and Finding Nemo better than the Toy Story movies, and then all of the Toy Story movies, and then everything else. The Incredibles? Oh. I didn't. I, I really didn't care about Incredibles That's that much. Why I'll be honest like with the Incredibles you. Incredibles 2 that much. I just thought it was. I thought the original was all right. 
Mm-hmm. I thought the second one was completely unnecessary. Oh, oh see, now, Seamus, you actually brought up an interesting point just now. Um, I can see why not liking the first one will make it harder to like the second one or being indifferent on the first one. I'm sure you think it's a good movie, Ethan. Yeah, it's um, just like, it's a decent movie. But, it's not. But to me, there are very few franchises where the characters alone just being in a movie is enough for me to go in with like expectations that like even if the film's not that great i'll enjoy it do you know what i'm saying like if it's a bad movie i'm not going to enjoy it like uh gardens of the galaxy volume 2 is an excellent example of this i loved the first one i was invested in the characters i cared about everything and the gardens of the galaxy volume 2 came out and it was just like a terrible movie it isn't good. it was just bad it, there was no moment where i genuinely felt worried like there was the whole the thing that pinnacled that film out to me was the bit where rocket gave Groot the like explosive thing there was not one moment mm-hmm. where i had any thought in my mind that Groot was going to press the button to kill all of them and it, it right. didn't feel like a genuine character crisis enough and I also was not at all concerned that Ego was going to win. Yeah, exactly. Whereas with Infinity War, there were moments where I was like, what if Thanos wins? Obviously, or, we know. Or yeah, Tony Stark's about to die. Yeah, like, oh my <laughs> god. Yeah, that that yeah. was big. But I was like, I was like, there's Stabbed no way they're going to kill off Spider-Man or Black Panther or they killed them all off. Yep. Are we allowed to talk spoilers of that film yet? Yeah. It's yeah. October. And the thing is, is a lot of people, like Ethan, I can, I can almost feel is about to say, you know, like, but a lot of people will say, they come back or they're definitely going to come back or they're not going to stay killed off like we know spider-man far from home is being filmed but like we are existing in a world right now where they're not back that is just so much more important to you than i love that anybody you know? else i've spoken to I love that. and that it really probably should be <laughs> like I, I do like because that, because marvel has chosen to ruin everything i, I, because marvel I agree with don't to, get people to... who get very like upset about it like people are like oh, i hated the ending of infinity War. i don't get how people can say they hated it really because it's such a good ending. But that's my thing behind it, though, is that it, it took impact off the ending of Infinity War because Marvel was like, yeah, we've been filming Spider-Man 2 and Black mm, Panther okay. 2 and Guardians 3 and all this jazz, and I'm like, well, they're not dead then, and he's not dead, and he's not dead. But What was the point of this? To me, it didn't matter because it still was shocking. I didn't think they were going to kill him. It was definitely shocking, yeah. but that's why I think that it's just not resonated with me as much as it has with everybody else because I'm like, obviously, this is just like they're going to come back in the next movie. Like, I know they're not going to come but back, but I can back. still respect it but like imagine this is the way i see it is it's it's like if you're going to show your kid that film and show them all the Marvel films through without them knowing those films are coming up. They're gonna right. lose then that's a whole their different, mind. It's a whole different ball when game when they see when they see a whole that. different ball game. And that's the well, same like that's the same conversation you have though with Star Wars. Is like like what order do you show the kids a Star Wars movie in? Because obviously you're gonna you're gonna ruin something for them one way or the other. They're not made in a cohesive fashion that you can watch them without no, giving away something. This is actually why The Force Awakens is in my top five favorite movies. Is because the prequels ruined Empire. Right? Yeah. Is like now you can't, there's almost no way to watch Star Wars prequels. Without running Empire. But Han Solo does die. Han Solo is stabbed by his son and dropped yeah. off of like That was the first building. big spoiler I remember ever hitting the internet because Dumbledore dying was before my time on the internet. That's so weird to and, me. Um, <laughs> I but Han Solo's death, that was the first spoiler I ever remember like just killing it. Like I remember I went to I didn't go to a midnight release of that Shane because I had school the ne- that the next day when that came mm-hmm. out. Um and I remember there were people at school that day who had seen it, who had gone to the midnight release. And I remember, like, just did not want to be there. I had headphones in that entire day at school and I was walking the corridors because I did not want to hear anything. Next, I, I saw it that evening 
didn't find out any spoilers, got to see it. I'm so glad I didn't hear any spoilers. And then I got in the next day. The amount of times I heard Han Solo dies the next day at school is insane. Yeah, but that's like a spoiler. Like when you get to show your kids Star Wars, now it's going to be tough to get them interested. But you can start with The Phantom Menace and watch all the way through and they still get an amazing scene. Yeah. They still get an amazing experience. And I don't know, you know, with, with the Avengers moving forward, I think there's no way Spider-Man doesn't come back. But at this point, and T'Challa has to come back. But like, I won't be surprised because of the whole James Gunn thing if they did some reshoots and they only get a few of them back. And, you know, Star-Lord is done. Drax that is done. That would be bold. Because, yeah, I don't think they're going to make awesome. a Guardians free now. I, I don't know why they signed a contract to make one. The second one was so bad. <laughs> yeah, well. And even if they do make a third one, they can make it about, four, you know, they say. They could do a four, what, four film. But. They, they could bring, I would be okay, and Ethan may disagree, but I would be okay with bringing back Star-Lord, Groot, and Rocket. I mean, and they would have to bring back Star-Lord. You can't bring I back I would love four to be in it. I would right. just love I just don't, I'm sick of Chris Pratt. That's just a me thing. And then, and then getting Sylvester Stallone's character to be one of the the bigger leads in the film and i think you've got a and i would love it to be directed by the guy who directed for ragnarok because he can do a a follow-up to a poor film pretty well taika yeah he yeah if there's any if there's any existing marvel director that should do it it's him yeah Yeah. but i would also be okay with like suicide squad 2 is a film i'm actually excited for now so the first one in a long time i've been like "Mm, i actually might go see that because they've got james gunn i want to see where that goes i want to see how he deals with it is he going to make it like musical based like he did with guardians that's what they tried with suicide squad 1 was it was supposed to be like guardians i hope they start from scratch though but i mean i think it's still gonna have will smith oh yeah yeah, there was nothing the, the problem is there's nothing wrong with those characters. That movie was just bad. Yeah. Well, like Killer Croc and Boomerang were weird characters. Yeah, but blue. I mean, like, there's nothing but wrong like... with Will Smith as Deadshot. There's nothing wrong with Margot Robbie as, as Harley Quinn. People have their issues with Jared Leto as the Joker. I don't think it was a problem. I probably like no, Suicide Squad just... more than most people. Like, I get that it's bad. I enjoyed it. I um, seen it. And I just don't, I don't see what the anti-hype is about. Okay, so Su- Tyler- Suicide Squad got very bad Rotten Tomatoes score, but an okay audience score. And it's the same thing with Venom. Right. It's got very bad critic score, but a good audience. Like, Venom's audience score is like 90%. Yeah. And I think part of that, though, is people rebelling against critics. the critics. And yeah, is that a similar hits- thing with The Last Jedi, just in the opposite direction? Yeah, exactly. Once it hits a million ratings, um, you know, it, that, that audience rating is going to go down. Um, also, Last Jedi was apparently hacked by the Russians. Exactly. Is what I'm hearing now. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's a, that's a thing going around right now that like the that there was there was Russian collusion to like get people on the train of them hating it and like people writing negative reviews because there were already negative reviews. Why? Exceeding like, it with negative reviews. I have no idea. But it, it, I, it, I haven't read it, that much about it. Negative reviews caused that film to do worse than it would have done without them. Hundred percent believe right. that. And the and the fact of it is is that negative reviews breed negative reviews and positive reviews breed positive reviews. Hundred percent. Like, like yeah. and that is that is part of that is part of my issue, honestly, with these latter day Pixar films. Is like The Incredibles two is not a ninety whatever percent movie. It is people rating it because they're like, Well it's a Pixar film. We rated the last one really high, we have to rate this one really high. It's obviously not in the seventy category, but it's I don't feel like it's a it's a ninety five or whatever I, it ended up being. I think I think it's just good it, the, the problem with it it's like it's positive or negative it's like it's binary isn't it and then yeah, they add up right, the binary yeah. scores it's, so people so, are tilting the thing is, though, towards the, it's like the thing is you could get 
ten six, and you get and one and oh for sure and and, be, and or get like nine tens out of twenty reviews. And the one with but the point of it is, is, is like better. is how many reviews right. does it take before all the critics are looking at it and going, well, so and so gave it this. I feel like I have to give it this, and then that just starts snowballing, and that definitely happens. That is a real thing. Yeah, I do feel some pressure for that as somebody in the film critic community personally, and like we're nobody. Like we're now, this is a very small podcast. How far off are you guys from being able to become a registered critic on Rotten Tomatoes. No idea. Because um, no idea. maybe I've, an email. I've looked at the I don't rules. know. <laughs> I was like looking at see if I could become one. It's like a, you have to post weekly reviews for two we years. We're doing that, yeah. For two years, then we're okay. very far. And you off. have to get an a, a, and you have to have a big enough audience on them or something. But I didn't think you guys were that far. Like you're a year away or something. Well, I guess yeah. we can so count the shows as we can reviews on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. Like yeah, top critic or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um. Because then you could be that guy that gives Paddington, Paddington to its first negative review. Well, that's, you wouldn't want to do that. I don't know that I'm I just would, saying that you could be that's that the guy. Thing is I, yeah, I'm never going to be that guy. Yeah. It's just like, well, everybody else likes this movie. I'm going to refuse to like it. Yeah, there is but that like guy. But like next, next week on the show, we're, of course, this is in the past now and everybody knows how this played out. Um, but next week, real life for us, we're reviewing Venom. And there's this like weird pressure to get it right whatever we review it as to oh, you feel pressure dis- about it well i i'm pretty confident we i still have not seen it at this moment in time i'm pretty confident that i won't like it but i'm afraid that me saying this now is going to be like well you just went that's, into it yeah that's trying gonna affect not to like your... it like my friend really wants to go see it and i was just kind of like yeah i don't know if i want to see it. i wasn't that excited for it beforehand as a lot of people were and then i saw all the bad reviews and i was like i don't think i want to go see it but if if he put drags me along i'll go see it i mean i go into movies plenty of times where i'm not necessarily excited and and sometimes i've seen my favorite movies like that sometimes i've seen movies that are a lot better than i thought they were going to be and even in the course of the show i've done that um incredibles 2 was a movie for me like i was ready to give incredibles 2 a 60 i didn't think it was gonna be good i didn't the trailers did nothing for me. I didn't feel like it was necessary. It, it ended up being a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I still don't love it. It's not going to, you know, I'm not so going to go get like a, a Mr. Incredible a tattoo. Out of 10 for you then? Probably. So I, therefore, I, I would for say you, me- that is a positive review on Rotten Tomatoes. Meaning Correct. You, if there are enough of people that don't think the film deserves to Correct. be. But I, I can't. But, giving but you also can't review reviews. it thinking about, and that's the whole point of Rotten Tomatoes. You can't review it thinking about Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Is you you have to think about what is what is my take on it, and whether and where my take ends up in the in the grand voice of the thing is you can't really think about that. You're not gonna you can't sit there and say, well, I feel like it should get a seventy percent Rotten Tomato score, so I'm going to you know give it that. I'm gonna give it a negative in hopes that thirty out of hundred people give it a negative. Well, here's this is an interesting fact for you, just on Incredibles too, is it's got a ninety four percent tomato meter. But its average rating, and this is this is why I bring this up, is a seven point nine out of ten. Mm. That's yeah, like I always important to see the average rating. Maybe that's what they should be. Is that what Metacritic do? I'm not sure how Metacritic. Scores I think it. so. I think so. I'm pretty sure Metacritic is just a straight aggregator, like where they take the yeah. the base out of ten system. score. I don't know why Rotten Tomatoes is so much bigger. <laughs> oh, because it's way easier and much more inflammatory. Yeah, like, it's way easier for something to get into the nineties. It's also on, a lot more fun, incredible, to have these on, conversations. Mm. But like, yeah, Rotten um, Tomatoes like thing i'd like i genuinely want to start like a betting company over like just like what's the rotten tomatoes score gonna be on this film we've been doing that we have yeah like, you didn't involve uh, me in your bet over wreck it ralph i'm just saying like we did wreck it ralph we also did yeah, venom i, I didn't yeah. get included um, in it. but it's got to be something where like wreck it ralph and venom i think are two really good ones what was the prediction like, for venom? Sh- it had to be i said it would be under 30 i said it would be over 35 oh you're predicting it to be bad from the offset yeah and we got pretty close yeah. on it it's at 30 right now and what's the pr- we'll close, prediction we'll, with uh, Wreck-It Ralph then. I wasn't part of that. Tyler. Um, 
I don't even remember what it is. I, I think, think it's going to be under 70. I think it might be rotten, but it might be 50. But, and, and that's the other thing with Rotten Tomatoes is like, there's a certain, like, there's no, th th a Pixar movie isn't going to get a 50. It's just not. Like, some movies have different scales than others. Two. Does it really have a 50? 39. 39? I didn't know they went that low. Yeah, it's, it's by far the lowest. I did not and know that. Cars 3 is in, like, the 60s, I think. I thought they were all in either the 70s or the 90s. No, Cars 2 was, like, a big thing of, like, no one, like, it did terribly. Okay, well, then take, like, Star Wars. The Phantom Menace has a 55. Like, is that that's a pretty low bar. On there? Yes. But the audience ratings have them very differently. According to the audience ratings the last jedi is the worst which i don't take the audience me. consideration into here's the here's my biggest pet peeve about rotten tomatoes as long as we're we're just finishing up this rotten tomatoes discussion rotten tomatoes average reviews for critics are based out of 10 and average reviews for audience are based out of five yeah why no cause two is actually up to 40 percent. it was 39 when i did a video on it a few months ago but it's up to 40 now so someone must have recently given it a positive review who knows why so yeah last jedi has a 45 yeah, audience rating but to me, the audience rating literally doesn't matter. Like, the audience is wrong. I, I do genuinely think that The Last Jedi, there are a lot of people that dislike it. And I don't think... What's the current um, critic score on it? 91. I don't think 91% of people like it. I would say you're, it's closer to 80% of people like it. Like, I've met gen like a lot of friends that genuinely say that's the only film they've ever walked out, like, really disappointed. And I've met people who genuinely don't like it. But the intensive hate it gets on the internet internet is nothing like what people who genuinely dislike it think. People who genuinely dislike it think, yeah, it was kind of disappointing, but I'm going to go see the next one. Yeah. I mean, there's no there's no world where I'm not going to see the yeah. next one. But I do think the next one is going to do eh, not that well. Like, it, it'll do well, but I don't think it's going to do Force Awakens well. I don't I, th I don't think it'll do Force Awakens well. I think it'll do better than The Last Jedi. Yeah, okay, I can see that. They're going to do better than Solo. I hope so. <laughs> Could you imagine if it did worse than Solo? I liked Solo. Yeah, so do I. Oh, I, I didn't too. This. I, prefer I don't think Solo, Solo was all one. that bad. I absolutely prefer Solo to Rogue One. Rogue One is an atrocity. Rogue One has one good scene. That's generous. It does? What? Which scene well, is what that? What scene do you think I'm referring to? I don't Darth know. Vader I can't scene. think of a good scene. That's a terrible you don't like scene. like that scene? Where he's like, don't choke no, on the your one convictions. No, the one at the end. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's freaking that's cool. That's the good scene. It's like, that was like, oh, yeah. I thought you meant like I came out of that the film hyped because of that good scene at the end. I was like, oh, that was so good. But it was realistically just the one scene at the end. The weird scene on Mustafar kind of ruins that last scene for me. Especially if you're talking all-time Star Wars canon, and you're like, you're watching them in, in not release order, but like chronological order. Like BBY order? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, interestingly, I've seen a video on YouTube. I don't know how they edited it, but it was... Um, I, 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 um, it was like Darth Vader's fight with Obi-Wan if it was made now and it kind of fit with the canon so much better but I still don't know how they edited it they fully made it look like real legit like if you watch a video I... tonight look up Darth Vader and Obi-Wan's fight like made for like now as, as long as we're still or as long as we're talking about star wars fight scenes i am still geeking out over the edit of the obi-wan anakin fight set to mr blue sky from guardians 2 that has been my favorite thing like um i remember the day in, of infinity war came out on dvd that um uh the deaths of all the characters set to mr blue sky was just everywhere yeah, like and it was just like <laughs> and it was just that was the first time i got to see it since i saw it in cinemas and I just watched it to Mr. Beast. Right, with them, like, like, them that was dying the best left thing and I've right with the snaps. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
That that was that. That's in the second one, right? Okay, bye everybody. Are we good? I I lost. Yeah, I, for you guys second, froze but... for me. Oh, then maybe it was you. I didn't stop recording or anything though. No, no, you're fine. Yeah, it was just Skype. Yeah. No, I um. The, for me, th was that in the second one, the Mr. Blue Sky scene? Yeah, yeah. That, it's, that, the, that it's the baby Gurn fight. Good for me. Like, I still love that scene. Yeah, that's regardless scene so good. of the, the yeah the from the the whole fight going on for the, the perspective was, of baby Gurn while that scene song was played. Going on, I was like, this film is gonna be so good. Like it got right. me so I thought it was gonna be good. Like it, that 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 made me think this is gonna be a really good sequel, isn't it? It's gonna be better than the original. So here's my relationship with Guardians. Is um I saw Guardians the first time and didn't really like it that much. I thought because it, it was really 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 overhyped for me okay. like i was just it, it was it was the same way i felt about deadpool it was a constant like six months of people being like this is gonna be the greatest movie ever made and then a month i saw it like toward the end of it being in theaters and a month of people being like this is the greatest movie ever made and then so like my socks were pre-blown off when i saw guardians so i saw guardians i was like that was eyed at best y'all need to chill but then i watched it again but it is so i watched good. it again for the show and i was like okay wow this is a really good movie and then i watched guardians 2 because i had never seen it when we watched it for the show it was the first time i'd seen it so i saw that scene i was like okay this is gonna be good and then it just wasn't good i've just found my um review on guardians of the galaxy volume 2 from the 29th of april 2017 i tweeted hashtag got gog got go vol 2 review so that's the hashtag i was using um um i found it really absolutely hilarious the action was pretty good despite being a little predictable baby Groot was amazing my favorite character was drac as always but it was nowhere near as better as as good as the original and i wouldn't go see it again hold on your favorite character in Guardians 2 is Drax? My favorite character in Guardians just is Drax. Drax is the no. best character in the Guardi out of the Guardians. Yeah, but Drax from Volume 1 and Drax from Volume 2 are different characters. Are they? I just find him hilarious. I mean, they're he not. Like, it's, oh, he's definitely not hilarious, but that's that's very subjective. I just think that he laughs at his own jokes and he's a completely different person. He lacks conviction. Yeah, in Volume lacks... 2, like he, he, he lost everything that made him Drax. Uh, I didn't even... To, terms to me this. anyway we are like, i was just like drax is great i love drax um i loved drax in volume one um you know, I think that with the exception of supporting James Gunn, that Mike Batista, no, Dave Batista, has been a good influence on the world. Uh, I have a Drax He's right very here, supportive sitting on my desk. Uh, James Gunn. He wants to be in yes. Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, he wants to sign up for Suicide Squad. Like, can he do that? I don't know. He's like, like it's kind of I sincerely doubt it. He's a decent Drax, but he's not the best actor in he's the world. Well, I also WWE, sincerely doubt that Marvel is going to let him go sign up with DC to play another big, barely like, strong man character. I can't believe he was allowed to tweet that. Like, how Marvel aren't just shooting that down? Like, tweeting he wants to work with God. With Marvel Marvel has taken the approach with both the James Gunn thing. Marvel is pretending it's just not happening with the with the not the James Gunn, but like with the actors, you know, you know supporting James do Gunn. You, do you follow Marvel, not studios, but just like Marvel the brand at on Marvel. Instagram? Oh, let me check. At Marvel. Um, I'm just I do not. It's very interesting to follow because Marvel Studios and Marvel are like yeah, Marvel looks like a if you watch their stories and stuff, they make good content. It's not well, oh, okay. a Venom fan they make... got a surprise today. I don't watch many stories, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's just it's just Venom. Oh, I stuff. usually watch all of them. But but what I've noticed about the Marvel Instagram page is that like their sort of branding approach, I feel like is still sort of on like holy crap, a lot of people are looking at us now and they weren't a few minutes ago but it's been 10 years now and they like i just feel like their branding needs a 
a facelift. They need to hire somebody who's better at it than they are. So does DC, but they're figuring it out. about DC, and um, it was actually a text conversation I had a couple hours ago, where um, I said, I hope they start from scratch with Suicide Squad, just like Guardians, and just make it funny, based around music, and just basically try and remake Guardians of the Galaxy 1, but with Suicide Squad. And he said, Mm -hmm. it won't be. DC is always dark. And I just came to the conclusion, like, they, they had one successful dark film in the past, and have just latched onto that well yeah, like three, three successful success. dark okay, films three right they made the dark knight movies and then dc did the d dq or whatever it is the dc extended yeah. universe um and they but just... you can see like aquaman and shazam are trying to not yeah I, I and shazam yeah, is the, work, one of the first ones as well of suicide squad that actually looks uh, quite good i thought it's quite funny which shazam. one oh i thought of the of the two i just mentioned aquaman looks a lot uh, better I, than I, shazam not, i don't know that I'm aquaman trailer see, is, is um, cal drogo i would like I would like a formal apology from uh, DC for everything that's come out regarding Aquaman so far. I, I, I like, really? like, I'm just upset. But anyway, more like, yeah, J- uh, Dave Batista can say whatever he wants about wanting to be in DC because Marvel's sitting over there. Like, what's a DC? Like DC's trying every- to do are. everything they can to beat Marvel. And Marvel's like, who are you? Yeah. They literally, they, yeah, killed they made like them. the joke. I don't know the... how they killed them so well, but they killed them. There is even in the Harley Quinn trailer for her new TV show where Kayla Cuoco voices her, which is stupid. It's not like Tara Strong's not available. Whatever. Um, they call out Deadpool about how like, because Deadpool called them out. Yeah. But now you're like you're attacking the wrong part of Marvel yeah. DC. Like you need to go I after Tony get, Stark and Spider. I don't get the whole thing with um uh Deadpool because they're like an X Men as well because isn't it now all owned by Disney? So what happened was when the merger happened, Fox gets to finish making any film that was going into production, and they had so, they had like nine movies slated up. Okay. Yeah, and at any stage of production. So what like. Like, like X-Men Dark Phoenix. Have you spoken about that trailer is, yet? Because your gif in response to it was like, well, you tried is the most accurate thing. I don't think I've ever laughed out loud so much to one of your tweets, Tyler. <laughs> you were like, well, you tried. And I was like, that's exactly it. They tried. And <laughs> like, I don't know. I, it was so like, I don't know. But, uh, but like, so what happened with that is they filmed a movie and they put out a trailer, but they don't, but they've already pushed it back, right? Like they were originally were like February 20th or whatever. And now it's like May something. But what they're going to do to attempt to keep their brand for as long as they can and continue to make money without giving it all to Disney and selling their souls is they're just going to keep pushing stuff like that back mm. for as long as they possibly can. I, I do feel bad for pretty much only Jennifer Lawrence that that movie was even filmed. Well, but, uh, yeah, but oh well, I mean, it doesn't have Logan. What's the point? I'm not that um, big a fan of Logan, the film. No, really? I, didn't I think, thought it was I, amazing. I, I, again, I feel like I watched it late and there was so much hype around it. And I, I, like people always say, this is the best superhero film ever. And I was like, oh, eh, it's not. No. I still have not seen it. But we do need to wrap up. We need to rank Toy Story 2. So we um, can continue this conversation next week. I to say about Toy Story 2 that I haven't said. It's just very good. It's so good. There's there's honestly like... It. you've made this, this podcast has made me want to watch it. <laughs> the fact that you can... just watch it before. The fact that you can do these episodes without watching the movie is shocking to me. I just know the film so well. Like, I... I knew them off the bat. Like I could answer those questions, no problem. Right. Like, <laughs> no, I my knowledge anyway, on the so, films is absolutely great. I like. I, you do not need to worry about me watching the film. So, Skinny Pete, Stinky Pete, not Skinny Pete. Stinky Pete as a villain is he better than Megatron? Yes. <laughs> and I think he's better yeah. than Sid too. I also I would agree with that as well. Um, I would say that this movie as a whole is better than everything we've talked yeah, about so far. I would say yeah. I I would say these just than yeah. Toy Story one or Transformers. Yeah. Yes. I would. 
would agree with that, yes. And Venom as well, technically, because we're going to... Yeah. Well, I haven't seen Venom. But, yeah, I, don't I don't think, think I'm going to think Venom gonna is be. better than this. It's going to be on the list, I... right? Because this is coming after Venom, right? Yeah. This is just a confusing yeah. concept, isn't it? Well, it is. we're just going to... because Ethan's got to go on tour. Right. Yeah. Once once I get back from tour, we're just going to rank everything Lovely. like and make sure it lines up. So I don't get to And that's, that's what we'll put out the year two list. Well, either way, what would Toy Story 2 be if it was a breakfast food, boys? Well, so yesterday we said toast with whatever sliced you want bread. on it. We said sliced bread because you say this is the best thing since sliced bread. And in the terms so this, of computer animation, Toy Story this is, literally is the sliced the best bread. Thing. So this is literally the and best thing since sliced bread. And this is the best thing since sliced bread. Because it's better. I don't think A Bug's Life is better than Toy Story. And this, therefore, is the no. best thing since sliced bread. So I do think A Bug's Life is better than Incredibles 2. So when sliced bread was the first thing, what was, like, the next best breakfast? that came along after that. I don't know, but what keeps coming to mind here is a Western omelet, but obviously that's not epic enough, but that <laughs> What's is what, a Western what keeps omelet? coming to mind. To it's the rootinest, tootinest uh, omelet in the wild, wild west, Seamus. Yeah. So like, what, Do you know what an omelet is? It's an omelet with, Are you familiar with, with peppers yeah, yeah, and, I know what an omelet and chili. Is. I, chili I, I, like, I don't know what a Western omelet is. That could just got like loads of stuff I'm in just going to see if there's an official, like, this is a yeah, Western omelet. Yeah, I would say omelet. like, uh, it's, it's it's an omelet with peppers and like chorizo. Okay, sounds good. I'm hungry. It's very good. I know. I wish I could eat out. I was going to watch Infinity War tonight but it's nearly midnight and it's like a three hour long film so I'm not sure I'm it's three hours sure long willing God, to it just stay. goes like it just goes it does, like but I'm not sure I'm willing to stay up till 3am and I need to buy it and download it onto my computer so like that's another like 30 minutes so the official yeah. western omelette is uh eggs onion red bell pepper green bell pepper a ham swiss cheese no chorizo no. Oh well. Is there I any still, chicken? I approve of fried that omelet. chicken? Because like no. you've got the chicken no. man. No, that's a southern thing. We don't put fried chicken in omelets. Yeah, you wouldn't do that here either. I'm trying to think like the, you you've eat got chicken the chicken because like Al's the chicken man, isn't he? He is, but he's not the movie. He isn't. No, what's the reference made in the Newman. movie? It's like we could be a a meal. We've got a hamburger, cheese puffs. No, with fries and Rex is like, what could I be? And you're like the toilet comes with a meal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a happy, happy meal. meal. Hot dog, a hamburger, and fries. <laughs> be a happy meal. <laughs> happy meal for breakfast. Is that a thing that you do in America? McDonald's Happy Meal no. breakfast? No, not even America. No, those are lunch and dinner. <laughs> even when I was a kid, oh, I yeah. just got a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. No, we don't do that here either. I like you have like a lot more on the McDonald's menu. I thought like maybe America's advanced enough to have a Happy Meal breakfast. I don't think so. Yeah. We might soon. Let me check. You McDonald's. A, you can you're, still get a McDouble. If you're listening to the Bacon and Eggs podcast, which I know you are, a Happy Meal. I mean, breakfast. Somebody must be. They've got a bunch of employees. <laughs> Seamus, what is, with what frequency do you eat McDonald's? Um, I don't know if I should say that um, live, but I, I never eat it at home. But when I go to Northern Ireland and see Abigail, we get it all the time. So, But I think that's purely... Why would you I, not say I that live? I think that's purely because um, they don't have as much on offer in terms of food there. So, like, if you're eating out... I mean, what do they have like in England? Nearly just the best like you can get. shepherd's pie and but if I When I get home, I just literally make myself a sandwich or bagels or... Uh, Ooh, bagels. Like that, I would have that every day for lunch. And then... So you can get breakfast happy meals you can what 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 are the options so you have the you have an egg and cheese McMuffin hash happy meal, which comes with an egg and cheese McMuffin, uh, an apple apple slices, gogurt, and an apple juice. That is what this is. And it's a breakfast happy meal in a reference to the happy meal that is referenced. You can also it. get a McGriddle happy meal. Uh, what, oh God, you you said so this. It was this one with Isaac that was a McGriddle. No, breakfast. that was with Sophie. Was it? No, Sophie wouldn't have heard of it because this isn't a thing. And I was like, when I heard it, no, I was we, like, I want to try it. We spent about <laughs> next time I come to America, about I'm having minutes. a McGriddle. <laughs> we spent about ten minutes explaining what a McGriddle was to. Sophie. We may have done it with Isaac and then explained it to her yeah, in the next you ex episode. Yeah, you explained it. That's how I knew what it was, and that's why I was because like, she, I need to try Because she kept this. saying, McGriddle. A McGriddle. She's like, it's, it's, she's like, it's a McGriddle. I was like, I can't. I, well, I'm having a McGriddle next time I come to America. Will you guys treat me to that? Sure. Lovely. Yeah. I wonder if I still have that really high-def picture of the McGriddle.
turtle that I sent to Sophie. That was a great picture. The, like, uncomfortably high-resolution picture. <laughs> um, I don't know if I do. Hang on. Like, how could something be uncomfortably high-definition? Oh, hang on. <laughs> Let me see if I can find this picture real quick. I'm looking up McGriddles now. I am hungry for one, but we, they don't exist here. All the pictures are kind of high-def, though. There was one that I found that, like, when I pulled it up on my actual computer, it was gigantic. <laughs> like, it took up the entire screen, and you could, like, see the meat sweating. <laughs> I know a thing or two about meat sweats. Oh, this is it. It was the Wikipedia picture. Hold on, I'm sending it to Skype right now. Oh, God, I'm so excited. This is where we should record You gotta open reaction. it. You gotta click on it to open it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's about as high def as the other photo I was looking up, but... <laughs> it's <laughs> it just good. enormous. I love it. You can see the, like, moistness of the bacon. <laughs> you can, you can. I like it. I want one now. And the completely unmelted nature of, of a sliced, like a craft single. Hi, look, Carl. What I about me? I saw your name and I was like, oh. it just popped up on my Am screen. Am I on Wikipedia now? It just popped now? up on my screen. So I keep going on IMDb and looking up Toy Story 2 and it just takes me to the Toy Story 4 page every time. Sorry? Well, that sucks. So hold on. I know. It's very annoying. Yeah, I just got to Toy Story 2 with no problem. Well, I just, uh, now I'm there, okay? So just so what, what do you, be cool, what do you man. Need? Me? Yeah. I have a phrase that starts with the letter A. Oh, someone, and then someone, we'll do the someone tweeted said to me saying today, so your middle name is Luke. Now we know why John, Carlin, and Beth really named their son. That was why I sent that to you not that long what? ago. What? Did, did someone thought that they, they named their kid after my middle name? <laughs> they they absolutely did, Seamus. It would be a lovely tribute, but I don't know why they would <laughs> name their kid after me. <laughs> someone at the time of having their kid, Beth had met once. Right. And who has now met twice. Now met twice. Oh, wow. I've really... Uh, but, like, she's met me more than twice in the sense that, like, we saw each other, like, every day, I'd say, when in D.C. But we literally met once when in... Um, uh, for Virginia. I still can't believe I didn't so meet Tyler in Virginia. Like, you too, Ethan, I but like, I thought, like, the, your brother... Oh, I didn't live like... there. Oh, you didn't? Oh. No, no. I just moved back to Roanoke. Because I'm surprised that my... Your, like, your brothers said... Your brothers didn't know I didn't meet you. Like, I remember when... They, when were we going to have met? No, I remember <laughs> when we, they came to London in January. They were kind of like, oh, did you never meet Tyler? And I was like, no. And they were like, really? And I was like, I was like, yeah. I was like, I, it's like, it's so weird to them that, like, they didn't... They never even, like, came across the idea that we didn't meet like and the, yeah i don't know next time you're in the states we'll make sure to hang out again yeah. it'd be awkward if i came to the states um, and we didn't hang out again i think i mean if you go visit isaac i probably oh won't yeah see that's you. quite that's, that's quite very far, far away yeah. i don't know yeah. you can make a weekend out of it yeah fun yeah. time but uh i would recommend waiting I'm... until like next year to go visit isaac because it's about to start getting real cold where he lives wisconsin right yeah he lives near dk or where dk used to live yeah he's about to be covered with snow for the next six months i find that insane we have like one weather pattern in our country rain, rain. <laughs> yeah it does not snow in London. It I've does been... occasionally. Like once every three years you might get good snow. Look, when we were in London it rained and it was below freezing. But the, and it wasn't freezing the, rain. The problem what is with rain, it, with snow here, is like a centimeter of snow and the country just goes into meltdown. Like, oh, that's the we south just, here. we can't yeah. deal with it. Like, we I, I, we I had one day off of snow at my school in my life and it was like five centimeters of snow. And it was actually on my oh, there birthday. there was one time. But, um, that's just completely irrelevant to the fact. There was one time where we were off of school for two straight weeks for one snowstorm. Well, for two snowstorms that hit no, I, simultaneously. I got one day off in my life at school, and it was for like five centimeters of snow. And we drove to the school, and there were guys waving at, like the headmaster was waving at the door, saying like, "No." We like, had so you could a get snowstorm. To the <laughs> 
so yeah that's the thing is like we don't prepare for snow because we don't get that many snowstorms here in the south but like we do get big snow sometimes like we had a snowstorm that hit my apartment out in newport news two winters ago that we got like 14 inches wow. like over a foot and it was like it may as well have been the apocalypse but anyway let's go ahead and sign off we can continue this conversation soon yeah we have one more episode to do i know yeah so any last you, thoughts had, anybody got a burning no i think we i actually really like we didn't talk about the movie that much but i really like what we said about it we talked and about the movie the more than most episodes we talked i feel like that every time we talked about like we I, we gave a good i do not say that every time about it i answered a few questions about it as well we didn't talk about transformers at all we talked about this a lot more than transformers <laughs> yeah that's good but uh, i really enjoyed the episode i think you know I, it's always a pleasure talking with you seamus we appreciate you being here yeah. and joining Thank you us for inviting and, me on yeah absolutely obviously um i'm, I'm well, am I know, the most on the moment of this episode coming out? Am I now the most frequent visitor? You were as of last week too. Oh, was I? Is no one done three? No. Oh, you're okay. the first person to do three. So I'm on to four now. Take that, John Negroni. <laughs> we said the exact same thing. We were like, as soon as Seamus comes on for a fifth time, John Negroni's gonna be like, "Where is my trilogy?" <laughs> yeah. Well, what would John Negroni's trilogy be? I have no idea. How many trilogies Zorro. are there left for you to do? Like loads. But like good trilogies. I mean, we could do Lord of the Rings. We could do oh, the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, um. Terminators, there's like five of them. Yeah, I mean, we could do, there's bunches of series. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go ahead and do the sign signing off now. Uh, thank you for listening to Bacon and Eggs. Uh, I, I'm available at Wow Now, but the O's are zeros. Tyler's available at Mara Carlin on both Twitter and Instagram. Seamus is available at SeamusGorman4 on Instagram and GormanSeamus on Twitter and YouTube.com forward slash SeamusGorman. That would uh, not he, be you know, how you would find me on YouTube. I don't have the personalized really? thing. No, someone took it. My, oh. my my thing is, wait, I can find it out for you, but just search my name, Seamus Gorman, into the thing. Uh, but the actual at would be like... Oh, wow. Yeah, Seamus Gorman has one subscriber. Yeah. Wow, I did not know that. What is, your, you what is your see, handle you then? UCJS38LPAWFO7PM5RY834MW. Wait, so you don't have any nope. kind of personal link? I really don't think it makes any difference, personally. Because how often does someone search up a... Like, literally type in a URL rather than just searching it into the platform? Oh, that's absolutely how I get to, like, Super Carlin Brothers or whatever. What, using the search? I, I search YouTube.com slash Good Mythical Morning. But, I don't know, I, I, I don't think that's a... That anyway, Seamus Gorman is available on YouTube at YouTube.com slash channel slash UCJS 38 LPAWFF 07 PM 5 Five R Y eight three four capital M lowercase W. I will give anyone like a reward if they typed that whole thing in, rather than just searching my name in. You heard it here. Seamus will give you a reward if you type that in. Please DM pictures of you, screen caps of you typing that to Seamus. <laughs> okay, go for it. I'll get them in a month's time, and I'll be like, "What's this?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're gonna get a bunch what of are these people doing? <laughs> on November eighth, and be like, "What in God's name?" <laughs> anyway, that's how we're available. If you want to get anything about the show, we're at Bacon and X twenty three on Twitter at Bacon and X podcast on Instagram. You can go to teespring.com slash store slash bacon and eggs to get merch. You can go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs to support the show and join our awesome Discord server where all three of us are members, even though Seamus doesn't talk very much because he doesn't love us and he's in a different when time I zone. When I get a Discord account myself, I'll be on it all the time. Yes. Yeah. We're looking forward to that day. Yeah. Whenever Seamus does come in, it's a great time and he talks for like three hours. Yeah, and, and I, just don't, I don't upload everything. for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, fair enough. Well, I think that's everything. Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Bacon and Eggs. It's been a pleasure recording this one with you guys. I've been Ethan Etchill. He's been Tyler Carlin. And him over there has been Seamus Gorman. And until next week, arrivederci. Al's Toy Barn!